Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. The show number 83. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Who's 83? Wes Welker. That guy's just kind of faded into oblivion. Uh, Martellus since he, Bennett. Since he left uh, Tom Brady. Right. Martellus Bennett over in Chicago. There you go. It's got to be more 83s than that. Come on. I don't know. There's got to be loads of tight ends or receivers. That's all I got. I don't know. I Yeah. Mm, I, I don't have anybody. Not for 83. Oh. Uh, Vincent Jackson. I didn't know that. I totally forgot when he was on the Chargers. Yeah. All right. So. We are on the heels of the national championship game. Which, Jordan. wait a minute, we all picked Bama, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So we, we, we got that one right. <laughs> we'll get to that's, the rest we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Later. <laughs> so, I, I picked New Orleans. But, all right. So, yeah, Bama putting together another title in dramatic fashion. Iceman, did you view it? I did. Yeah, you bro, one out of three. Hey, it said right in the intro, half-ass sports fans. All right, you, you, you know what? Though? No, no, I saw some of it. I just didn't get to see the end. I my, right, my playback my playback device for some reason when I hit pause and then I came back right as it regulation ended and I came back and hit play and went right to the end. I see him shaking hands and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, it's like walking in five minutes late to the movie Memento. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. This movie makes no sense. <laughs> so uh, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to tell me what happened. I mean, not really. I, I, I watched it and then I shut it off and played my recording of the Super Bowl last year. Same game. Okay. Oh boy. But um, bumps. There, here's your here's your drum roll for you. There was a, there was no drum roll. There. Tell, tell Rich what happened. God damn it! And then get into your conspiracy theory. What part did you miss? This was in the pocket. No, did you, did you see how they made it to overtime? That you're on. Yeah, I saw how they made it to overtime. All right. Well, in overtime, uh, they they stopped Georgia, and uh, Georgia kicked a 51-yard field goal. I was like, holy shit. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, the Bucks will be trading up to the first round to grab that kicker. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> as well they should. That cat, even with his, you know... Uh, birth control devices on. Oof. <laughs> oh boy, my man. Oh boy, oh boy, does have some Nate Robinson goofy looking glasses. I mean, he can see the future with them shits, man. Them shits are just goofy. Yeah, they are, but they work, dude. <laughs> my man's got a leg. No, I'm just no, saying. It's, it's like it's like major league. Seeing's the most important thing. It ain't that damn ain't important. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, and and. The irony part, we're making fun of him, but they were in overtime because Alabama's kicker missed twice. Yeah, I know. That's I, Dude, badly. Oh, tons bad. I mean, like, like I, I could, I'm like, couldn't they just pull a Bama fan out the stand? Like, I mean, it, it's, it, dude, I, that is, is that, okay. Kirk is that Kirk, Ch- 
is it Kirk choking Kirk, or is that just a bad fucking kicker? Kirk Herbstreet made the comment. He goes, here we go. Game's on the line. The holder is from Georgia. <laughs> the kid that was the holder, he was a rookie holder, and he's from Georgia. <laughs> and then, whoop, he left. I could just hear Rich now. Let's move the goalpost. <laughs> Dude, I don't, you could you would have to move the stadium for that to have been a good kick. The one at the end of regulation. I mean, it was just like, you got to be kidding me. Anyways, Rich, how it got, how it ended was uh, they sacked the quarterback. Uh, Georgia sacked uh, Alabama's quarterback, and it was like uh, second or third down and fuck all ever. And this rookie, no-name quarterback that nobody knows, uh, Tua is his name, I guess. Uh, snaps the ball, looks right. He talked mad shit, by the way, after the game. But uh, he looks right to look off the safety, looks back left, and he's got a receiver streaking down the fucking uh, left side. And he throws a 41-yard p- touchdown pass. Uh, I, okay. First of all, the fuck, Georgia? Seriously. Really, Bulldogs? Really? Really? That's, you had him. And he lost my fuck. That's the effort you put forward. I mean, I, it wasn't it wasn't the Bulldogs' fault. It was their coaches. Nick Saban was smarter than uh, what's his nuts, Smarty or Marty or whatever his fucking name is. Well, he he used to he used to coach under Saban. I mean, right. so I guess some of that's to be expected. But you guys, well, they, they played one of the best playoff games. I mean, it's not saying much. It's only been a few years they've had college football playoffs. To get to the national championship game, took the favorites. And elite, what was it, 20 to 7 at one point? Uh-huh. I mean. No, I, it was 2010. It was 2010, okay. And I'm just, I didn't, I didn't come in until uh, late in the third. So, um, or uh, excuse me, early in the fourth, sorry. Uh, and I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. I mean, if I'm on that team, I'm like, how the fuck do we let this get between, slip between our fingers? And if it is the coaches, it's Hillary-esque of them. No, it was the coach's fault. If it is, I mean, I don't don't know, man. If I'm one of them players. The coaches prepared to stop the run. The coaches prepared to stop Jalen Hurts. And it worked to a T for the first half. And then Nick Saban, I guess people are going to call him a mastermind, the risky proposition, whatever, was like, okay, bastard, here, watch this. Puts in a red shirt freshman quarterback. Home of beer. Right. Puts in a red shirt freshman quarterback to replace Jalen Hurts. And all of a sudden, Georgia had no answer for this kid who can throw a mile. This cack of ball, man. <laughs> yeah, about it. That's about it. Yeah, when Tua came in, dude, that whole thing changed. They were like, "But that's not fair. We were here to stop the run." Well, good job. You stopped the rushing. Sorry. See you next year. Sorry. Yeah. T- try again. So, is Nick Saban like? Is he the greatest coach in college football this yeah. history yet? Yep. Is this the one that made him? Yeah, I mean, well, he can he can definitely coach up the best players money can buy. Well, that too. Hey, oh. Well, now that's that's true. I mean, yeah, you he know, didn't do dick when Michigan State had him. Well, 
when you know oh, you want to be more, a little too honest. No, because Michigan no, State doesn't have the boosters Alabama has. I'm just talking to, to the Saban fans who listen to the podcast. You know, all two of you. How you doing, <laughs> How you doing guys? Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bama. Anyways, yeah. uh, I mean, everybody compares them to, you know, Bear Bryant. And just because you have six national titles, but Rich brings up a good point. He did it with the best players money could buy. Bear Bryant did it off of talent. Well, I mean, coach. I, I, I do think that there was some form of, you know, something changing hands back in the day, but nowhere near is, is nowhere near as corrupt as it got in the 80s and beyond. I mean, it just, dude, it got silly in the 80s there for a while. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying, dude, is I highly doubt in Bear Bryant's day they were buying players. No, it was probably more of, hey, we'll give you this if you come and sign with us. Like, you know, here's a car that you don't have to pay for, or it's amazing. Your parents are going to be flown in. By private jet to every fucking home game, you know, shit like that. Just shit that, I mean, we take, that's not even, yeah, that's against the rules, but I don't even think fucking we really get, does, really, does anyone give a fuck about shit like that anymore? I mean, isn't it a given if you're a top five recruit that you're going to have talked to, to, to people you're not supposed to have talked to, you're, you're going to have your gifts given to your family, promises made to you. I mean, it just seems like it comes with the territory. The, the, the big money exchanging hands from, from boosters to players, though. Yeah, I think that's, that wasn't going on anywhere near where it goes on these days, especially in the, in the amount of money. I mean, Jesus Christ, they were talking about like, you know, 50, 60 grand to players' families in the 80s. So what is it now? You know, I, I got to believe it's, you know, six figures, easy, easy. So. That's just that's just me though. I have this is totally wild and reckless speculation on my part. I I'll admit I I have no concrete proof. I just know there's no fucking way the SEC is that good and a team is that good in college football without cheating. And I, I put that on Michigan. If Michigan was up there. And won as many national championships as Alabama has recently, I'd put it on Michigan too. Somewhere there's boosters paying somebody. Period. Michigan doesn't want to have any conversation. Michigan runs away from conversations about boosters. Well, yeah. Look over there. And then they were just run the other way. After the Fab Five, yeah. But, um, no, I, I, you know, I'm shocked that Bama was down as much as they were. No one who I heard give an in-depth preview of this game, was given Georgia a shot. Let alone, they're going to take them to overtime, and they're going to lead through the entire game. And I mean, I know there's no moral victories in football, in sports, period. But God damn, man. If I'm on the Bulldogs, I, I, yeah, that loss, it really it has to really fucking sting and hurt. But once the initial, oh, fuck, we lost the national championship game's over with, I'm walking around with my fucking head held high. Fuck that. We took a team no one was giving us a shot to, and we had, it took overtime for them to beat us. You know, I mean, if they seemed like, it looked like the type of team 
from the little bit of the game I saw and some of it I was able to catch listening to, if they play two out of, you know, three games, Georgia might beat them two out of three times. Well, absolutely, especially since they were only prepared for Jalen Hurts. It was a Hail Mary desperation attempt by, you know, Nick to throw in his backup redshirt fucking freshman quarterback. And, I mean, isn't Jake Trump a redshirt freshman? What? I mean, a true freshman is George's quarterback. Jake Fromm, isn't he like a true freshman? Yeah. Isn't he's not even a redshirt freshman. He's like 19. Right. For that kid to have the poise that he does, all I'm saying, Tampa, you can only put up with fucking Captain Crab Legs for so long, and you know you're going to have to get a new quarterback. Just saying. I'm just, I'm not going to hop on the bandwagon and pat, you know, Nick Saban on the back. And What a hell of a move, man. That was... That's coaching at its finest. That's 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 just awesome right there. That was well done. Great decision. I'm I'm not going to do that. That was, you know, that was Nick Saban sitting in the locker room at halftime, going, "Shit, what do we do now?" <laughs> they could stop the kid from running. I don't know. Put well, the other kid in the throw. I don't know what to do. Alabama well, did make the, the the proper adjustments. The adjustments they had to make. I mean, that's just all there is to it. So, I, I mean, that's. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, for Georgia to go scoreless in the fourth, I mean, that's just, that's, that's not a good look. That's nice. Yeah. Reese I mean, come on. Detroit. You know, get get a field goal up on the fucking board. You know, something. you got to put a fucking number up there besides zero. I mean, just something. And that game would not have ended that way. Right. But, hey, you know, it, that's 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 why they play the games. They don't just fucking look at the stats and go, well, what do the experts say? Okay, fuck it. No need to play it. And Rich, you said Statman. <laughs> What's that? So what does Chris say, Mr. Statman? <laughs> well, about what? The ultimate stat is the W, the N. It's the one that matters the most. You can do all the stats you want. That's one that matters is the one that goes after the W. See if we had a little bit of higher production values, we would we would find a karaoke version of uh, "I'm the Scat Man" and make "I'm the Stat Man" for Chris whenever, he, <laughs> whenever him and Earl start arguing about about shit. Earl's like, "Oh, here come his stats. Yeah, them pesky facts get in the way, huh, Ice? Yeah. God damn them." Um, but no, to answer your question, because I feel like we kind of wandered off, which we tend to do. Uh, no, I you got look well, until. Anything's proven. Nick Saban's going down as one of the best college football coaches ever. I agree. You know? And if nothing's ever proven, then so fucking be it. Even though he supposedly, quote unquote, covets the Giants' head coaching job, according to Bruce Arians, a, a retired losing coach. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Did yeah? Why would Bruce Arians of all? It's, I was going to ask you guys: Do they work together? <laughs> like, is there something I'm missing? Are they yeah, together? He, I don't know. Is he is he from the because if Bruce Arians is retiring, I'm imagining they're close in age, so it's not so they're contemporaries. It's not like you know one came up underneath the other. So I I just I'm like why the fuck would it just seems weird that like Nick Saban wins the national championship, picks up the phone, calls Bruce Arians. You know what I really want? I really want that fucking head coaching job in New York. <laughs> what? Congratulations on national championship. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We do that so much as getting boring. Whatever. I want to go win a Super Bowl now. 
<laughs> and I want to do it with Eli Manning and the Giants. <laughs> well, I, Nick, yeah. I hate to tell you this, but that's already been done once or twice. Well, I mean, first of all, do does anybody on this show are they buying that Nick Saban would leave Alabama to go no. coach the Giants? No, dude, you're king. You're king, Dick. You're king. You're king shit in Alabama. Why the fuck would you leave Alabama now? Especially at, at, with your track record that you already had in the NFL and how old you are. I mean, if he did go, the only reason would be ego to prove that he can win I at the NFL so level. I was say ego. That and a paycheck. You could well, fuck, then. fuck the first lady of Alabama's, or you could fuck the governor of Alabama's wife at this point. Fuck the mayor of Birmingham's wife. They would not care. <laughs> in no, Birmingham, they, and he's fired on site. Birmingham, they love the governor and the governor's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, dude, he's you know up here. It's it's you know Bo Schembechler. I mean, and he was like legendary. You know, here in the in the in the southeastern area of Michigan, as far as college coaches and football goes, and he didn't even—he's nowhere close to. Never won a national championship. Period. I'm trying to sugarcoat it because I'm a Michigan fan. Bo didn't win a championship. Oh, Michigan fans! He fucking—he said it. Way under 500 in bowl games. On top of it, all right. So Bo knows the Rose Bowl though. Just saying. Oh, it's not a lose that motherfucker. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, like I I love me some Bo Schembechler when he was coaching, the team, the team, the team, the rah-rah speech, all that good shit. I I don't care the man's dead. It doesn't change his record. Alright? Death does not give you a a, 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 a plus five hundred record in bowl <laughs> games, okay? That's all there is to it. Death doesn't sneak in the, the one win for you. Yeah, and I mean, if and and all three of us, even if you're not a Michigan fan, you guys know how revered Shem Beckler was around here. Jesus fucking Christ, the the Tigers hired him at one point. Yes. What the? Yeah. He's the one who got rid of Ernie Harwell the first time. It's like, what the fuck? It, why is Bo Shem Beckler doing anything with the Tigers? <laughs> yeah, there's not a football anywhere near Tiger Stadium. Exactly. I mean, it's almost as, as asinine as thinking, oh, because someone's a fucking reality TV star, they could be president. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Whoops. Yeah. Uh. Or had a talk show and can run for president. Yeah. Can we just get, uh, what is it, President Camacho? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry Crews, what are you doing? Put the wig on, dude. Come on. Oh. Jesse Ventura for the win. But anyway... Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I, it would have to be just purely ego coupled with a ridiculous paycheck. And I mean, at this point, man, if the reports are true and factual, John Gruden, 10 years, $100 million to go to the Oakland Raiders. You, I mean, that's $10 million a year for a head coach. That is insanity. I don't know if it's enough, though. I don't know. <laughs> What are you, Eve in the Garden of Eden? What do you mean, not enough? <laughs> what, what, what? I get your sarcasm, but I, I'm almost like, are, is, he, is he being sarcastic or being serious? I can't tell. 
No, no. it's total sarcasm, dude. It's like it's like they went up to the fucking booth and was like, John, we need you on the sideline. No, I'm done with that. John, I'm going to give you a million dollars. No, I got money. All right, I'm going to give you $5 million a year. Well, maybe. Uh, nah, nah, I'm going to stay up here. I like it up here. It's air conditioned. $10 million yeah. a year. $10 million a year. For how long? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for the next decade, Coach yeah. and the Raiders? <laughs> well, we found the price to have him give up 15 different blowjobs and 15 different chicks every football season. Said <laughs> that going on for the last 17 years. But, I mean, also, any coach, and this, this, this does apply to the Gruden situation, and it would apply to any fucking coach like Saban who's had the success he's had at the college level going to the pros. The game has va- is vastly different. I mean, from, uh, you know, there's res- there, are, there are more strict restrictions on practices, you have the social media aspect that just was not there for Gruden when he left coaching. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to deal with that. For a coach like Saban, I think control might not be the right word, but it, I, for lack of a better one coming to mind, I'm going to say I think it's easier for him to control his players as a college football coach and kind of keep them, you know, keep keep tabs on them as far as social media goes because you are still dealing, yeah, you're dealing with big egos, you're dealing with, you know, alpha males, etc. but they haven't had that taste of, gee, here's fucking life-changing money and it's just your signing bonus and everybody kissed their ass because of that. They're, they're still used to the being yelled at by coaches and shit. They're not, they're not, I'm thinking of players like Strahan, who later in his career was like, I'll just, I'd rather just pay a quarter of a million dollars and skip training camp. Yeah. You ain't gonna, I, I, it's worth a quarter million dollars for you not to yell at me for a month. I mean, that's basically what he, what he was saying. And these are still kids that are not that far removed from high school, so they, they're more, I would think, be more receptive to a coach telling them, look, you get on social media and act a fool, this is Alabama. I got 100 guys on the sideline. I'll replace your ass because for every one of you who think you're irreplaceable, there's five guys waiting to take your spot. The pros isn't like that. Yeah, and I hate to tell Nick Saban anything about coaching. However, your, your trick of sitting your starter and playing your backup, that yeah, that has been tried a couple of times this year. <laughs> Ask Buffalo how that worked out with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, you can't coach like you coach in college in the pros. It will start a shitstorm. And if he's in a high-profile fucking franchise, gee, they didn't break anybody. I mean, they didn't sit their starter. Oh, yeah, they did. And it caused a bunch of shit for one week to the point where the owner was coming out, releasing statements saying, I'm pissed off they sat Eli. Right. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that shit ain't going to work at the, at the pro level. So, I mean, I, I'm with that. Yeah, the, it costs the coach his job. See you later, McAdoo. Well, doesn't this shoehorn nicely into the whole New England uh, story that hit last week, ESPN put out? About, I mean, I, about uh, ownership calling shots? Um, I mean, it does. And I think what we need to do, first of all, because uh, I can almost hear fucking... Earl chomping at the bit here is, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, we need to establish 
who believes what in this article out of us. Because there's, you know, Earl, you've said a few, a few times in the in the group chat when we were batting the article around, you know, you're not buying necessarily that it's as bad as the article paints it out to be. And you're not, you're not alone in saying that. There's been a lot of people I've heard say that. But there are things that ring absolutely true to me, even if even if I do have my doubts about some others. I mean, shit, shit for, for, for just to give an example, um, Kraft telling Belichick, you're getting rid of Garoppolo and, Gar- and, and, and Belichick calling <laughs> San Francisco and going, what do you got? I'll take it. <laughs> Because I, I, there's no other reason to trade both of their quarterbacks. Garoppolo, who was being groomed to be the future of that franchise, he was going to be their Aaron Rodgers, to trade him for next to nothing. I mean, it makes no sense. If they wanted to get rid of him and they didn't want to deal with the contract dispute because his contract was going to be up and they were going to have to pay him after this year if they kept him, they could have traded him in the offseason and got a couple fucking first-round picks from somebody. But they waited till midseason to trade him. And how, how often have we said this on this show that midseason big trades like that are rare? Hey, Rich, did it remind you of the movie Moneyball a little bit? I'm starting Carlos Pena. Yeah, Pena's been traded. <laughs> Yeah, actually, so I see Belichick's Philip Seymour Hoffman situation. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Well, I mean, that's one thing I'm going to say. This is the first article I've ever read about Belichick that made me actually kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, in the way of he, if him and Brady presented a united front to Kraft, if this article is is accurate, I get the feeling Kraft would buckle fairly quickly. And if and if Belichick and Kraft presented a united front to Tom Brady, at least up until this season, according to this article, I believe Brady would have, I don't know if buckle would be the right word, but he would acquiesce. But Brady and Kraft coming up against him, he knew there was no way he was going to win. For whatever reason, I mean, Kraft is all about Tom Brady. And this is a 41-year-old quarterback who does not work out in the traditional sense. Has this? Uh, He's got a blood boy. Uh, really? This is a wonderful time for my fucking browser to lock up. <sighs> Christ. Who has this? This trainer, body coach slash business partner, Alex Guerrero, who's almost got like a cult like thing going on with this TB12, and I mean to the point where players like wide receivers and shit. If they want to work out with Brady, they have to go and get what Guerrero tells them they have to get, and. You know, I've heard people go, well, "Why the fuck would they put up with that?" Well, if you're if you're a wide receiver and you're on the Patriots, don't you want to be in Brady's good Brady's good graces? I mean, seems to me you want to have as good of chemistry with your quarterback as possible. And I, this article made Brady come off as is rather petty and weird. Yeah, almost. I almost got a Tom Cruise like vibe. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's the, it, yeah. Like, Tom, very Tom Cruise-ish as far as he's got his own way of thinking about things, and he's not open to any other way. Is it the name? What? Is it the name Tom? Is it something about the name Tom? <laughs> makes you turn weird. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, I so yeah. So go ahead, because I, I really want to hear what your uh, your doubts or thoughts are. As far as the validity of the art- article goes. Me or Chris? 
Yeah. You motherfucker, you were the one fucking, you were the one wanting to stick the finger in the side of Jesus in the fucking <laughs> private chat. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I, I just don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's that big. I think Belichick's done. I mean, all signs point to Belichick being done. And we talked about how, you know, John Gruden came into Tampa and won a Super Bowl with, you know, somebody else's team. And it just seems like, you know, Belichick ain't going to do that. He, he is cleaning house. Everything that he worked for is gone. Everything. Offense coordinator, gone. Defense coordinator, gone. Backup okay. quarterbacks, gone. I mean, his, I mean, I agree with you. He just, it, just like I just, said in the to, chat. To be, to be factual, they're not gone yet because they're not out of the playoffs yet. But I highly doubt they're going to be there next year. Right. They're OC and, in DC. And like I said in chat, it just seems like he's definitely erasing the chalkboard on his way out. Shaking the extra sketch. I, I don't know, think it's as dramatic as, you know, Tom Brady wanted to be a prima donna and Jimmy G had to get traded and there, there's a conspiracy with Kraft. And no, I, I just think somebody's trying to make more of something that, that's not there to try to distract the Patriots and get them to lose because, well, they're the biggest contender in the fucking playoffs. Well, the one criticism that keeps getting leveled at this article is that there's not a whole lot of attribution to his sources. And to that I say, well, fucking duh. Do you like your job? Then you're not going to go on the record and say, go ahead and print my name and my fucking job title in this article. Yeah, you'll never I mean, get hired anywhere. Exactly. Football's a very small world. One of the things they taught us in broadcast school, and Chris can fucking back me up on this, is don't burn your bridges or make a habit of it at least because it radio's a very small world, and it's getting smaller as these large corporations buy up radio stations by the dozens at a time, and eventually you're going to run out of people to work for. There's only 32 of these jobs, and bad news travels fast. I mean, in case in point... And we did, it, to this article's credit, they pointed out after the whole deflate gate thing, Patriots just kind of was like, okay, go away to their equipment managers, the ones they pretty much put all the blame on. And it was no big fanfare. Those equipment managers didn't go to the press. There's been no tell all books. There's been no explosive, you know, interview with ESPN or NFL network. None of that. So that tells you right there how the Patriots handle their shit. I mean, it's... This Bob it, probably gets out his checkbook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it, it's like, it, it's almost kind of like some mafia shit. There's no retirement home for old gangsters. Good retirement news, is Retirement's a bullet in the back of the head. You know? Bad news is you're fired. Good news is Uncle Bobby's getting out his checkbook. Mm-hmm. And I believe that about the art. So that's, to me, that's a, that's a low-hanging fruit lazy criticism to throw at the article because of course no one's going to put their fucking livelihood on the line to me though man there's been now i, b I believe now all three p all three people have now come out by this point we record on tuesdays this article came out when friday morning i believe so but yeah at this point all three people have come out and said oh no it's great everything's fine we all like each other and we all get along i mm -hmm. I to I to me, you rich man. We joke about all the time, but to me, that reeks of uh, this is our coach. We stand behind our guy. He will be our guy, and he will be with us next season. You know, like that's to me. It's like, oh, really? 
Like you guys yeah. had to come out, all three of you had to be like, oh no, everything's great. It's almost like when you see uh, someone who's in a relationship start posting about how much they love their fucking significant other on Facebook. At that point, you hit the countdown clock until the breakup. It's the overcompensation. It's the trying to, no, everything's fine. Why? Why are you asking? Everything's fine. Well, and I, I mean, just don't buy here's it. The, well, here's the thing. It's Like I said, I, I, I give no validity to the fact that you know, the band's breaking up. But I'm not saying everything's fine either. You know, uh, the th- something we haven't mentioned is Tom Brady's trainer can't get on the airplane. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. I, but I just don't see it as being, you know, the the eruption that's going to kill everything. You know, I think there are issues. I think, you know, Tom Brady's trainer, you know, he offers, you know, different. And I, and I listened to... Uh, the former linebacker for the Patriots, uh, I can't think of his fucking name. Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi. You say, you know, that that trainer is a great friend of his, helps him out in many ways, helps the other players out in many ways. He, he offers different solutions to, to a problem. But first and foremost, you have to go to the medical staff of the Patriots. That is mandated by, you know, the coach and when people are skipping that and going straight to Tom Brady's trailer, uh, it's called T. I can't think what a TB12 or whatever T- it is. Yeah, TB12. Yeah, that pisses off. You know, is that the nickname of his cock? Right, Belichick. It is like, no, you're coming to our trainers. You're coming to our medical staff. We need to try and, and do our thing first, and at least know what the fuck's going on. So, I mean, stuff like that, I'm sure, is going on. I'm sure everything is not hunky-fucking-dory. But I I just, I don't think it's as big a blow-up as it's going to be, as it's trying to be portrayed. Here's, Here's where I disagree with you, and here's why I disagree with you. Last year, around this time, we were talking about how long can Belichick keep going once Brady retires. And it was around this time that, 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 that last year that Brady said he wanted to play till he was 45. And we were all like, you know, oh, maybe he will, maybe he won't, whatever. But we all pretty much agreed that, and Belichick had said, I've, I'm not planning on retiring when Brady retires. And I have set up an exchange of power for this franchise to where they're going to continue to be successful if they listen to me. And one of the things that this franchise has always done is when they they get rid of a player a year or two before the fall-off really happens. It is completely out of character for this franchise to hold on to a player who's, I mean, you can't even argue in the twilight of his career. Just going by the, the numbers and the odds as far as Brady and get rid of players underneath him who any other position would be starting next season. I mean, I get it. And I to me, that means Robert Kraft is sticking his hands in. And if he's sticking his hands in, I think what's going back to what you said, Belichick's like, okay, so you're not going to let me do what I, what I, what we talked about, what I've said I wanted to do, what I've went to the press and said I wanted to do. Fine. Then I'm going to blow this motherfucker up on the way out the door and I'm going to wipe the fucking chalkboard clean. And then you'll see how good you and your fucking quarterback do. Have fun with the Detroit Lions of the East Coast. I, I just, to me, that is a major shakeup. 
because Belichick has said, and he doesn't. Belichick doesn't say shit if he's got a mouthful most of the time, but he has said there is a plan in place to hand over the coaching reins to the next coach, and they, he will not leave that franchise in shambles. And here we go. Robert Kraft it starts saying, nope, we're going to go with Brady. He's our guy. Garoppolo's got to go. Who is the other fucking quarterback, the backup quarterback they traded? Jacoby Brissett. Hunley. Oh, yeah. Hunley was yeah. the running back. And, and, and the dude they brought in, I cannot remember who they brought in to back him up. That's, that's, that's Brady's buddy. He doesn't want to start. They're, they hang out, and, and, and he goes over and, and you know eats fucking Giselle's cooking and shit. And it's like, really? Really? I mean, because if you look historically, any other aging quarterback with the quarterback in the wings... Favre Rogers, uh, Montana Young. I mean, you can just go down the list. It's it's always been at a certain well, point. That's all Brady. At a certain point, the team cuts bait with the older quarterback. And see now, this this is what sells me that this is true. That that basically, I believe Brady did go to Kraft and say, "Get rid of Garoppolo," because he knows what Belichick will do. If Brady goes down with an injury, Garoppolo stepped in, fit right into the system because he's listening to Belichick, and they continued to win because he like watched I, it. Like I he said. watched it happen to Bledsoe. He watched it happen Bledsoe to Bledsoe. Brady. Yep. Brady doesn't. Ironically, Brady doesn't want to get Bledsoed. Well, I mean, Bledsoed. I think it's amazing that you have someone who's such a fierce competitor on the field who wants no competition in the quarterback room. It's like really. Well, and I, I mean, mean, at the same time, though, Rich hasn't he earned that though. Yeah, but dude, time marches on for everybody. Yeah, at some point you got to be like, dude, you're 41, man. I mean, Chris, look, Chris Chelios played till he was like what 46, 47 in the NHL. The man, I, I have friends that have met the man since he's retired. The man's in better shape than all three of us at our peak would ever be in combined, and he's been retired for fucking going on ten years or whatever from the NHL. He knew, though, I'm not a first-line defender anymore. My job is going to be to play on a second or third defensive pairing. I'm not a first-pairing defender. That's just the nature of of fucking getting older. I can't get out there and log 30 minutes per game. Brady seems to be in complete denial about his age and thinks that this... And see, this is the this is another thing that, that it really makes me go, you know what, I think there's, I think there's a lot... There's too much smoke for, for there to be no fire. Brady is set, trying to set up TB12 as a as a lifestyle system almost. Like I don't oh, want to yeah. say oh, it's, yeah. it's it's not just diet. It's not just a, a philosophy. It's not just restricted to football. This is what he wants to do when when he retires, and he wants it to be like 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 for lack of a better way to put it, like deal a meal or something. There you go. Something I mean, where everybody knows about it. So he's looking beyond the horizon. You know hey, the sun's he, setting. Hey, no, you don't get to say that, Chris. Uh-uh. Why? Because you and I sat here and argued back and forth. I said he's losing a step. And Mr. Statsman grabbed his fucking paper and was like, look at all these records. He looks like he's in the prime of his life, and you're saying he's losing a step. Well, I said he's looking beyond the horizon. He sees the sun is setting. I, I was saying the same thing. Okay, fine. He yeah, fine. He's looking at his birth certificate. I'm not saying it's reflecting in his performance. It's reflecting in he's like, I'm 41. This will end soon. Now, to me, another thing that's interesting is 
and it, this is a very poorly kept secret. If anyone thinks it's a secret, I don't think it is. But apparently, having read some comments from Patriots fans, they seem to think Belichick is like, like he floated down after he rolled the rock away three days of being dead and shit, and he's like, you know, a benevolent dictator. No, Bill Belichick's a taskmaster, and he makes a habit of it, of going after his star players more than anybody else. That, I don't think that's ever really been a secret. But in this article, something that I do believe, because I've seen it happen, is that Brady's starting to bristle at that. Like, wait, wait a minute. Who, don't yell at me. How many fucking Super Bowls have I won? How many Super Bowls have I been to? And I can... I, I, he, he slaps you with a hand that has all of the rings on it at once. So you get exactly. five ring prints on your face <laughs> when he hits you. And I... I like, like Ace Ventura five times over. Yeah. Look, you know, we 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 have this... What he says, he wants to turn his rings around. It takes him a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we we have this mental picture. And by we, I mean the, 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 the football fan in general has this mental picture of Tom Brady. If you like him, you tend to think he's a nice guy and blah, blah, blah. And if you don't like him, he's a cheater. He's... He's not really as good as his stats say. He's just a system quarterback that, that, that allow him to, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But take all that away and look at the hard facts about this man. This man impregnated a woman, left her pregnant ass for another woman, and married that bitch. All right? This guy walked around with a puss on during the fucking draft, pissed off. Because well, he, he, he didn't go when he thought he fucking should. He knew he was the GOAT. All right. <laughs> this man be- befriended Bledsoe and played the role of like, and, when, and I do believe he played the role, meaning he was putting on an act of like, you know, oh, no, it's all you, Drew. All you. Until he won that Super Bowl, and then it was like, Drew's got to go. <laughs> Okay, period. I mean, if you look at the, 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 the NFL Films recap of that Super Bowl, Tom Brady, when they're coming out of the, before they come out of the tunnel, he turns around and he's slapping Bledsoe's fucking shoulder pads going, I told you I'd get you here. I told you I'd get you here. I got you here. What good does that do, Drew Bledsoe? He ain't starting in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is not someone who has got where he is by being the gee golly shucks nice guy that a lot of people want to fucking attribute to him. He's gotten this way by being shrewd and seeing the fucking threat to him on the horizon and making sure it's gotten rid of. And if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all, I have no problem believing that they did not have that close of a relationship. When I read in the article that Garoppolo had hurt himself, set up an appointment with TB12 to come in, found the doors locked, and then for, 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 for uh, Guerrero to come out and say, well, no, we saw him two weeks later, but we saw him. It's like... Uh, Dude, come on now. Really? Earl, if you were hurt and and I'm your friend and I got a trainer that can help get you back on your feet quicker and you show up and the door is locked and then two weeks later he goes, oh, I'll see you now. You're going to be fucking salty as fuck for those two weeks, dude. And no, right I, so. I, 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 I wouldn't have waited two weeks. Yeah, you'd have been like, eat a dick, motherfucker. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I would have taken a so. rock to the window and, and picked the lock that way. I'm just saying. Brady and Guerrero come walking in. Garoppolo's just fucking putting like 300 up on the bench press. What's up? I couldn't wait. 
<laughs> I gotta wake up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> TV twelve <laughs> inches of dick that you should be eating. Guerrero you looks might- at Brady and goes, "You might want to get him traded now." <laughs> <laughs> but do you see my point? I mean, these are not things that you do to someone who you're trying to take under your wing, and. Granted, there is no obligation to Brady to take him under his wing because ultimately, yeah, the man is gunning for his job one day. But to go to Kraft and basically say, first of all, and this is what this is what irritates me. How many times have we talked about Brady has restructured his contract so they can make you know signings in the off season for you know free agents or whatever? And Brady, oh, he's the consummate team guy. He'll sacrifice, you know, some money out of his paycheck so they can get those free agents so they can keep winning. The consummate team guy doesn't cut the legs out from the team's future because he's worried about his job. When he knows that the end is a lot closer than the beginning is at this point. I mean, he is one, he's always one hit. Really bad hit away from the end of his career. But I mean, those hits don't have to be as violent anymore. I mean, it says in the article, he doesn't even really work out in any traditional way. And if you've ever seen Brady, even when he was young at the Combine, you're like, that's a that's a professional football player? That doughy motherfucker? He looks like Vince Vaughn after a week bender in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, he's a puffy bastard. Seriously, I just, just, yeah, he's in better shape than I am, so who am I to talk, whatever. But that still doesn't change the fact that's a doughy motherfucker. I mean, all this adds up, and to go, yeah, it adds up, but I don't think there's that much going on behind the scenes. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's a very open fucking, they're very open about it behind closed doors in that franchise that, yeah, Brady went to Kraft, sold him a bill of goods, and Kraft chose Brady over Belichick, which I think is the biggest mistake. Oh, TB12 is going to have me playing on like 65, man. Don't worry about it. I, I, dude, I, we've, we've had this discussion. We've all agreed. I mean, would you rather have Belichick or Brady on your team? Give me Belichick. All day and twice on Sunday. I mean, gee, dude, there was one article here locally that someone hunted down a hearsay quote about Belichick. I'd rather go to the Lions. Damn. Like, he just mentioned something about the Lions. And, oh, my God, local sports fucking went nuts with it, dude. <laughs> and it's like, there you go. That's all you need to know. I Because I, I, Lions fans, would you rather have Brady or Belichick? I guarantee you, over, overwhelmingly, give me Belichick. Yes. Because you know the man knows how to build a franchise. Remember, he's not just the head coach. He is... Head of football operations, the GM, all that shit. He does all of that. That's what I'm saying. That trade that with Garoppolo was not done behind his back. He made that trade, and he and the, the, fuck. Who's the coach in, in uh, San Francisco? Lynch. No, I suggest the general manager. That's the general manager. Uh, Sean McVay. No, that's New Orleans. No, Sean Payton's in New Orleans. No, McVay is, uh, no, wait, he's the Rams. Yeah, anyways, the coach, the coach in, in San Francisco, and, you know, I think in the article it did mention Three Lynch also. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I think it did mention Lynch as far as the trade. Like, he has a relationship with him. Kyle Shanahan. 
Thank you, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan's kid. Uh, yeah, he has a relationship with him. Kyle Shanahan, before he was head coach of the 49ers, used to talk to Belichick about football, pick his brain about it. So, I mean, he called someone that, that he knew and was like, since I'm giving him away for a song, I'd rather give him to somebody I like. I mean, dude, it's just, I think, I don't, I don't know if Belichick's going to be there next year. If I, Part of me wants to see him there because... If all of this, if this article is even fifty percent factual and accurate, it's gonna be a shit show in New England at some point. It's just gonna be a fucking reality TV show. So the Real Housewives of New England or some shit, and well, it's gonna be fucking entertaining as a motherfucker. It'll be their to watch. turn for hard knocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, talk about shit shows, coaches, people bitching, Iceman. You talk about the NBA. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh. you're going to say something, bro. Every dynasty ends. Look at Chicago Bulls, biggest NBA dynasty, I think ever in history of NBA. Ever? I mean, really? you, you, yeah, you could say the Lakers and the, and the Celtics and whatnot, but I, I, Michael is anybody besides Mike won six in a decade? No. And anytime Michael Jordan was on the Bulls in the nineties, championship, except for, right? Except for except for the year nineteen ninety. You knew they were going right. to win, period. Right. And it wasn't and a matter of win. It was just how many games is it going to take? Right. And, I mean, when, you know, when that blew up, it, it wasn't, you know, let's trade Pippen or else or let's do this or else. Or, it just, it stopped. Everybody had to go their separate ways. Michael Jordan wanted ownership. Scottie Pippen went to the Trailblazers. You know, Phil Jackson went to L.A. And to this day... Chicago's still a shit show. So, I mean, it, it, any dynasty, it, it comes to an end eventually. So, the Patriots coming to an end, be it on good terms, bad terms, or other, or whatever the fuck, pissed off Belichick, whatever, doesn't matter. It's going to end one day or another. Because we've all pointed out many times over, Belichick's old, Brady's old, and Kraft's like, uh, what the fuck is? What am I going to do now? Let's hold on to it as much as long as I can. So, he tried to back up Brady. Well, good on him. I, if that's how that shit went down, I, I like it. You, you dance with who brought you. And Brady brought him. You know, and we give everybody else shit about, you know, Bledsoe and other shit. But at the end of the day, Brady brought you. Let me tell you something. As a fan of a franchise who hung on to, to players and let them go out on their terms, I just, to me, this would be the equivalent you know, and, and what I'm talking about is, is being a fan of the Red Wings. Belichick, it'd be the equivalent of if Iserman, Lindstrom, and all them guys retired, but Scotty Bowman was still here, and he was willing to set up the franchise for success after he left. And Mike Illich, owner of the Red Wings, said, no, fuck you. We're getting, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. It makes no sense. Why wouldn't you let Belichick set the table for you? And it, it, for a guy who's going to give you, let's stop with the bullshit fantasy. It, it, well, if he doesn't get hurt, and if there's too many ifs in that fucking sentence, he's a 41 year old man who plays a, one of the most violent sports in the fucking world. The odds of him playing the a worst 40 spot, the 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 odds of him making it to 45 and still being an NFL quarterback starting are slim. Why would you put all those, your eggs in that basket at the cost of your franchise? It, like To me, this gives me hope because it means that, hey, 
Chris, you say it all the time. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you're intelligent. There's a lot of dumb rich people out there. Robert Kraft, pretty dumb in this case in my in my book. I mean, flat out, flat in the article, flat out. It's you know he saw Belichick saw Garoppolo as the final piece of his legacy to walk away in a few years with the Patriots secure a quarterback. I mean, right there, that's that's it. And on top of it, Belichick's kids. His sons are coaching football, and he wanted to hit. To basically, sounds like he was thinking that they were going to come up through the organization, maybe not be head coaches of the Patriots, but make you know make their bones in the Patriots organization, and have careers themselves. And now that's been thrown, you know, out the window. And I mean, <clears throat> you can't say, well, you know, that's bullshit for Belichick to think that. Really, look at Monty Kiffin and Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin got jobs based on what his daddy did, all right, period. I mean, that's all there is to it. So it's it's not unusual for this to happen in football. Jesus Christ, didn't we have one of Don Shula's kids here in Detroit for a while as an offensive coordinator? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, this that's how football is. It, that's how the coaching trees works in this game. I, I just... If I'm a if I'm a New England fan, you're a New England fan. You're listening to this, enjoy it, because you're going to be sitting around like like us Red Wings fans do and go, huh? Remember them days twenty years ago? Yep. I mean, at this point, I just hope I see one more cup win before I die for the Red Wings. But I'm I'm pretty much have steeled myself to the fact that I'll probably drop dead and we'll never see another one. That's, That's just all there is to it. This is being selfish. I mean, you know. You got one last shot here. That's this year. And, I mean, something that we didn't even bring up is the fact that Brady is starting to show cracks in ways that we've never seen him show. His I said that. Shit, shit, fit with the, shit fit on the sideline with the head coach. The fact that he's grumbling about Belichick didn't make him Patriot of the Week once in a regular season. That he's, he's embraced this power of positive thinking mentality. And Belichick is very much more of a cynical pragmatist. And so they're now just like ideologically at odds with each other. I mean, it, it's just, it's not going to, it's, it's going to be ugly. Hopefully, if it's going to be ugly, it's going to be interesting to watch, though. Yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah, I just, I, I, I can't see, I mean... If everybody shook hands and walked away, Rich, it's it still that they would say, "Well, this is what broke up the Patriots dynasty." Time, man, time. Absolutely, time broke it up. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody I just, it, ages out. I guess it, it's amazing to me that people who have came together and put something great together, how many times it ends and just. One big clusterfuck because of ego and pride, and I mean it is, it is one of the greatest football dynasties in in NFL history ever. Somebody, somebody, it's the greatest. Take, it's the greatest ahead. in the Super Bowl era. Okay, so somebody's got to take the credit for that. Rich, Tom Brady, Belichick, Kraft. Who? I mean, to me, and maybe this is maybe this is why I never excelled. In competitive sports, uh, if I'm one of those three, I'm looking at the other two, and I'm like, "Look what we did! Who are the three people who've been here that through this entire t- thing?" And I Look totally agree did. with Rich. It's it's like I said because the only thing we could compare this to is the Bulls, because that's the only thing that stretched this t- 
time period with championships, that's it. it. You have to have the right players, the right coach at the right time. That's the only way you start a dynasty. It's the only way it's maintained. I guess I just, I guess I was under the delusion that, that this was one of those rare air situations where everybody would walk away and everybody would walk away and they would be fine with each other instead of it blowing up. Like I said, I mean, and this isn't just, this isn't just sports. Bands end this way all the time. Look at the Beatles. Look how they went out. I mean, they weren't even fucking, half those guys weren't even talking to each other. Yeah. Well, here, here's my issue, Rich, and this is why I said I can't believe everything I read. It, you, we'll never know until Tom or Bill or somebody writes a book. We'll never know. You know, is it this big of a deal? Did it blow up? Did Kraft side with Brady? Yada, yada, yada. Or, or is it Bill Belichick's ego? Is it Bill Belichick saying, you're not going to do this with my, t- my team? You're not going to do this with my talent. Go do your own damn thing. This is how I'm leaving. I'm taking everything I built with me. God damn it. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this. If I'm still sucking wind on this rock in 10 years, and 10 years from now we're talking about Garoppolo's won three Super Bowls in the last 10 years, I think history is going to look back on this. It's, it, it, it's going to, it, his, football historians are going to look back at this and go, there was more to this than we thought. Because Belichick... I don't buy that, that 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 he doesn't he's unable to recognize talent to the point where I'll just get rid of the fucking cornerstone of this franchise for the next ten to fifteen years in Garoppolo as far as quarterback for what a second round pick in next year's draft not even this year's draft next year's draft I just I don't see it I just don't I that's that's my thing but we won't know until we're we're ten years out. I mean, if Garoppolo goes out there and, and this, this, you know, the rest of the season he played this year was a fluke and he stinks up the fucking joint and he never wins shit, Kraft's going to look like a fucking genius. Hey, he beat three playoff teams. <laughs> he beat the Titans. He beat the Jaguars. He beat the Rams. Without their starters. Hey, W's a W, bottom okay, line. Stats. Okay, stats. But, yeah. Oh. Pesky stats. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, if I'm John Lynch, I'm pretty happy with my quarterback and what I paid for him because he's been he's been. Here comes the buck. Have they sent he, that bag of him. Have they Here sent that that bag of footballs yet to Boston? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He didn't have to do anything. That man studied under the greatest quarterback of the last 20 years, one of the greatest ever, and and the greatest football coach in professional football ever. That's where he learned his craft at. And he comes to me after, what, four years, I think? What is it, three or four years of this? Three. Three. Yeah. He I mean, in 2014. Boom. Thank you. I didn't have to. John Lynch is, is sitting there like, I'm dipped in shit. I'm the luckiest man here. I'm, yeah. bu- I'm buying lottery tickets and green apples because I know I'm fucking living the, 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 the charmed life right now. He didn't yeah, I don't even have to train this motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not putting it in. Lynch was just like, you know what it was? John Lynch walked into a bar wanting to have two beers. And a fucking drop-dead gorgeous dime piece walked up to him, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, I left the house tonight, and I wanted to suck a guy's dick so good his fucking shoes come out through his urethra. You're it. And John Lynch <laughs> went, okay, where's the bathroom stall? Yeah. I, you know, I... I, I I was just going to buy a couple beers and go home. 
you know, sexually disappoint <laughs> my wife and go to bed. That's what I was going to do, but shit. All right. So, no, I, please don't take it as I'm saying he's some sort of genius football mind. He is very much the beneficiary of right place, right time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, any, no, any, I, I, any I final just, thoughts on it? No, that that is my final thought. And, and, and here's the thing, man. Whether it's blown up because of everything that's reported, whether the, the waters are calm, this ends. It, it has to. Time says it will end. You know, and, and I'm with you, Rich. It sucks if this is true. If all of this is true, it sucks because they've had a hell of a run. Yeah. And I mean, and, I, and I ego they were- and, and pride and this was all my doing. It, it just, you I know mean, what, I- though? I, I, hang on one sec. I, I, here's okay. the thing. It's, it's not just the end of his career with Belichick. He's he's over sixty. He he's coming to the end of the road. Period. So I think maybe it is a little bit of his ego because when he was in Cleveland and everywhere else, he, he paid his dues. He took his lumps. He took the losses, and then when he got his chance to shine, look what he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think at the end of all of this, I think maybe it is his ego, his legacy, if you will. And I don't think he wanted anybody riding his coattails on it. Because that was his legacy. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I just, I don't think, it makes sense in the abstract as far as I would understand why he felt that way. But I just don't think the, the facts support that he was wanting to wipe the fucking chalkboard on the way out until he got his legs cut out from under him and was told, nope, you're going to trade Garoppolo. I'm the owner. You work for me. Yes, and I think, well, fuck this. Done. I, I mean, I really think he would have done. I, I don't think he would have sabotaged that franchise on the way out the door. He's as as hard-headed and stoic and and everything that, that Belichick is. I think he very much worries about his legacy and leaving. Like, he's, he takes pride in the Patriot way. And that's, when you hear that brought up, by anybody who played under Belichick, you can hear the proper noun status in their voice. You know, capital P, capital W, the Patriot way. And that wasn't there before Belichick. And I think that he would have been happy if it had continued because he'd he'd it had been like Lombardi, man. His name would have lived on in history. We've joked about it. At some point, <laughs> it's going to be the Bill Belichick trophy when you play for in a Super Bowl, you know. And I think this kind of fucking, this taints it a little bit. Now, yeah, I, his ego does, obviously his ego plays a role. If he was a good soldier, he'd have done what he was fucking told, and he'd have still went on as best he could to set him up for success. But he's obviously not, a, he, he wasn't made to play the son. He just, it's not, it wasn't his role. He's not built that way. So he's like, okay, uh, Garoppolo, you're gone. Uh, all my coaches, you can talk to whoever the fuck you want to talk to. We don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Uh, enjoy your time. Have fun, craft with your... 50-year-old fucking quarterback. Yeah. Just emptying out a can of gasoline. His way out. All right. Be at the Super Bowl this year with a match in his pocket. All right. See you, dicks. All right. Well, we... uh, Iceman, you had brought up ego with Belichick. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, well, right now, if you bring up the word ego... uh, There's a couple people that come to mind. Once in the White House. But another one is a guy that will sell you $500 shoes 
and whose sons are going to Menendez him one day. Oh, dear God. And that is your boy, our boy, this podcast's boy, LeVar Ball. Daddy Ball. Yeah. Dude, seriously? I, I don't think it's his boys. I seriously think Lonzo is going to fucking Menendez him. He has got to leave that guy alone. Seriously. <laughs> the quiet one who's not saying anything? That's the one, dude. It's always the quiet ones that you got to watch out for. Because LaMelo and Leangelo, they're over in Lithuania, already started today in a game, and they're having the time of their life. Fuck college, fuck everything, fuck the United States, all this good shit we're playing. That's all there is to it. Don't need no education. They're playing Pink Floyd. Fucking Lonzo's over here trying to make a fucking name for his, his self and trying to get established in the NBA, and fucking his dad just mouth going a mile a minute. Yeah, he recently came out and said that uh, these players don't play for Luke Walton, that Luke Walton has lost this team. Are you in the locker room, motherfucker? It's the first thing I thought of when I read that that headline. Like, oh, and so- he's, he said this is based on just his, his, eye, his eye, his all-knowing, all-telling, his professional sports eye. Yes, because you're a basketball coach. Professionally. What, what team do you coach in the NBA? This is a guy that pulled his team off the floor and forfeited, remember? This guy. Yes. Well, it's, yeah, weren't you saying some coaches are out coming out against uh, giving him a platform? Well, no, absolutely not. Uh, there are three coaches that I could think of, the Mavericks coach and uh, Van Gundy. Uh, Rick Carlisle and Van Gundy, former Piston coach and the current Pistons coach, and Steve Kerr all came out against uh, ESPN. They have absolutely no problem with uh, LeVar Ball saying whatever he wants to say. They have a problem with ESPN reporting it like it's the word, like it's 100% true. Well, I mean, first off, it's, yes, it's the, it's, the network that covers the majority of their games. So I think ESPN's going to give a shit what they think. Quite honestly, they're going to keep. But because they already shown earlier this year, you threaten the commerce, we will shut you up. Well, yeah, I understand you that. Go to sleep. I will put you to sleep. At the same time, though, with all the bad press that you know ESPN's getting lately, you know Jamel Hill and all this shit. The last thing you want is your NBA coaches coming out and going, All right, fuck this blowhard, loudmouth motherfucker. Y'all have slipped. ESP- I mean, they're basically telling ESPN what we talk about on this podcast every week. ESPN, you're not the same people. <laughs> the fuck happened to the real reporters? How could you report on what LeVar Ball says, of all people? And, and, and not just laugh at it. Actually report it as almost fact. That's an industry-wide that problem. Is- Lost his fucking, you know, team, and they're not playing for him. It's, it's a problem with journalism in general, not just ESPN. You know, it's it's you know we're always picking on him, but I mean, it's ESPN is just a it's it's just a symptom to to a far wider issue in media as a whole. And, I don't know. And I'm it, see, Lebar Ball is not paying his bills. It's not. Paying the people making his shoes? Yeah, what's that shit about? How do you website? not pay your bill? Charge $500 each pair of shoes. Yeah, and you know that he's got like 
a team of fucking people in China making two cents a day making them shits. Yeah. Really? You can't you can't look Mr. Big Baller can't look in his couch cushions and find enough money to pay for his fucking factory in China. Stop. Really? Come on. Stop living up to stereotypes, Lavar. Lavar, just saying. <laughs> another brother, another brother being laying his bills. <laughs> all my, all my bills in my mama's name. Yeah, Hoodrich song. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean, we tell we 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 touched on it pre-show, and we've kind of flirted with it a little bit here and there over the over over the year. It, 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 and, and whatever that he's been in the national consciousness as far as sports fans go. You almost got to fucking go, you know what, dude? All right, do your thing. It's like you took a marketing class and you ran with it. I mean, I... I we managed to talk about him every podcast or, you know, when, damn basketball, near. when basketball season's going on. Well, that's I, what I, I'm saying, though. It, it's I, fine. He can say what he wants. But for ESPN to take it and run with it and report it as fact, that's, again, that's what, you know, we've talked about that, too, on this podcast. How firing their old, you know, guard and bringing in these new reporters and how far ESPN's fallen and we don't watch SportsCenter anymore because of, you know, how bad it is. I just thought it was funny that the NBA coaches did the exact same thing publicly. Yeah, but, and here's the problem. ESPN knows that he's going Put him on a show. He's gonna he's gonna bring ratings. That's all they care about. And the NBA, you're a head coach in the NBA. You got a lot more to worry about than fucking ratings. No, Rich, it's not that though. Yeah, put him on. Put him on ESPN. Show the interview where Lavar saying the shit, but don't report it as fact. As a credible source says, Luke Walton has lost the team, and LA Lakers aren't playing for Luke Walton. No. LeVar Ball is not a credible source. You don't report that shit as fact, bro. Yeah, but, dude, there's a lot of people who take Breitbart and Huffington Post as a credible source. There's a lot of people that take... Yeah, but they're not the national leader in sports, Holmes. (laughs) Dude, have you not been paying attention to the fucking... the the bullshit going on in this world as far as... Basically, what did someone say? Do I agree with it? Then it's a credible source. That's 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 how much vetting goes into shit anymore. It used to be like you needed, you know, if you got a if you got a report on something, you needed a couple sources to confirm it. Now it just seems like, and this is this isn't just limited to sports. This is anything in a news cycle. Someone said this. That's good enough for me. Let's report it as fact. I mean, when when facts and truth has become subjective, when people can throw around words like I, I live my own truth. The fuck is your own truth? Yeah, I know, right? That ain't reality. The world's that's how flat. You to, that's how you choose to see things. No, yeah, officer. Exactly. It's okay. I'm living my own truth. <laughs> I'm an independent spirit. You can't arrest me. Yeah. Why are you pulling your gun? I mean, I kind of... I, well, no, I'm not kind of. I really do agree with uh, an interview that, that Frank Zappa, of all people, gave uh, in the late 80s saying... <laughs> We got rid of civics class and replaced it with social studies. Really? Social studies used to be reading the newspaper when I was a kid. People have no idea how, how shit works in this country. You have two generations of people proving him right right now. I mean, if you went into court with the fucking, with, well, Daddy Ball said so. So what the fuck does that mean to this court? But he said it. <laughs> 
He could tell you he started the Chicago fucking fire. Don't make it fucking so. We don't give a <laughs> shit what he got to what he's got to say. I mean, I mean, I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. It's just ESPN doesn't care about facts. They care about fucking ratings, especially now. I mean, I think we've seen ESPN isn't exactly as baller as they like to fucking lead on. You know, they're that they're they're the rapper in Cribs who rents the house in the fucking Lamborghini for the show specifically. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing fine. Meanwhile, they, what, cut over a couple thousand jobs last year total? You're not doing fine if you're cutting 2,000 jobs. That's not, that's not fine. For a network that, I mean, I wouldn't even have thought there was 2,000 people who specifically worked for ESPN. Not contract employees, like specifically for ESPN. But apparently there were, were being the operative word there. <clears throat> and, yeah, dude, I... To me, ESPN has become the tabloid of sports news. Oh, absolutely. I just, like I said, I agree. And I find it funny that the college, or college, that the NBA coaches agree. God damn. <laughs> you got Thomas the Tank coming out your ass? That <laughs> shit sounded like it was, I had to turn around and look. I was like, God damn, when do we put some tracks around my back door? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It was right there, man. God damn. How do you sleep through that? <laughs> the good oh, news is you can have a barking-ass dog and your neighbors are used to the noise already. They're like, we not better than that train. <laughs> good God. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, ESPN is the National Enquirer of sports reporting. It has never been that loud. That was a loud fucking <laughs> It was no, it was, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I thought a tab was open and it started playing something. That's how loud it was. I was like, what? And I'm looking, I'm like, no, nothing's playing. Like, dude, dude, could you touch a train from your front? <laughs> you just open a window and, like, put your hand out? Hey, look. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you and the three other guys are walking along the train tracks to go to see the body... <laughs> The funny part is there was a guy rolling through here with a bass in his car, so it was rattling the windows, so I thought that shit derailed because <laughs> a fucking loud-ass whistle after it. Sounds like if it derails, it's going to derail into your front door. That's the problem. <laughs> I know, right? It's going to be like, block away. who there? Train, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Cowboy Troy. <laughs> Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> Make way for the pain train. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Taylor. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, no. I, I play I, chicken I, with the train, play chicken with the train, train. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, seriously, if, if we, and we all seem to pretty much agree that ESPN is the National Enquirer anymore. Where the fuck do you, if you're a sports guy, where do you go for your sports news? Do you do it? I mean, Chris, you said you just use the app because it just gives you like. Well, I have real. I have realized in you know almost two years of doing this podcast, we shit on ESPN every week, and we only use it, it's like our only news source. I've added CBS Sports, Fox Sports, and SI to my news ag- my sports news aggregation system. See, I mean, I have Sports Illustrated, obviously, ESPN's in there, so we'll just get that out the way. But I have Sports Illustrated, Hockey News, 
NFL uh, Network and uh, MLB Network. That's pretty much. And then every once in a while, there's like some. Like I don't really, I don't really like to use Deadspin because, true to their name, they put a spin on their shit. A little too much for my taste. It, to, uh, to me, Deadspin's more of a political site than it is a sports site. Yeah, it's like you have to dig through articles to really find like an in-depth good article. Yahoo Sports sometimes has in-depth good articles. I mean, they're the ones that in 2011 broke the the latest U scandal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the latest in a long line. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's kind of a sad state of affairs because I mean. Local sports, it's easy, you know. Uh, national sports, it's it, it, it's it's kind of rough because you end up getting a lot of the same shit. It's the and part of my problem with ESPN is they only push the stories they want to push. They'll purposely bury other stories because I mean, for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be political. It doesn't have to be you know societal as far as this is not a politically correct story. It's just for whatever reason. We're not gonna we're not gonna push this story. You don't hear about it, and it to me it kind of sucks. I mean, I I I don't want to, to have to take ESPN's word for shit, but it seems like I mean they're the big man on campus. HNIC well, that's who well, they go to. Yeah, I I think they were, and as Chris has pointed out, and you yourself, other news sources are becoming the way to go. So I don't think they're the big man on campus anymore. I think they're actually just pulling at threads to keep, you know, a handle on things. You know, putting out, like what Chris said, what sells, what's going to get their ratings up. Now, that's not ESPN, the you know, worldwide leader in sports that I know. I, I think they're, they're really grasping, trying to hold on to that seat, and it's falling fast. Well, you know, it's funny, and I've noticed this because... It, the nature of my job, I'm driving a lot, so I'm in my car, and I just can't listen to the radio for, it's a whole different show, uh, for more than a few minutes at a time as far as music goes, so I listen to a lot of talk radio, and I end up on NPR a lot, and I've noticed something in the last five, six years, NPR is covering sports a lot more than they used to. I mean, the NPR and, sports department. I, I mean, I believe me, I think their sports department is only three people instead of one, as it was five years ago, but it's like, it's like, it's like three black guys in the basketball jerseys and they're the experts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, no, your, boy, just, your boy, uh, Reggie Miller, Rich said, if LeVar doesn't shut up, Los Angeles Lakers need to eye trades for Lonzo. Ouch. Well, that was a direct quote from Reggie Miller. I mean, haven't we, we've, we've covered this in a half-assed way before, but, how long do you put up with him? I mean, if you're if if the kid is the next LeBron, Jordan, you know, whoever, then you you suck it up and you deal with it. But he ain't Steve, that. Steve Kerr calls Levar Ball the Kardashian of the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. Haven't we said that? Seriously, I'm not joking. Haven't we said that before? Yeah, I'm, I, I, that exact quote. I mean, it's it, he took it. He literally looked at. Okay, how did this bitch get fe- get famous? I don't want to fuck Ray J, so I better act a fool in front of a camera. And that's what he's done. And he's boom made a fucking career of it. Well, hope they got Ray J's number on speed dial. I mean, here's my question: How long can it keep going before teams are like, we're not dealing with this? Yeah, you come with a circus. 
He called your dad. And 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 that is why I would think a team would get fucking tired of him. Because you got to imagine, isn't Magic Johnson running the Lakers now? Like yes. isn't he like president of basketball operations? Yeah, correct. You do, you really think Magic Johnson is gonna suffer daddy ball for for an average player? He won't even suffer AIDS. He's not gonna yeah. suffer daddy ball. He told AIDS to get the fuck out of his face. So the what, HIV what? <laughs> virus, which he had attained, he told it peace. <laughs> attained. Well, it's been reported that, <laughs> yeah, that like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, like it was great, like it was an achievement. I've it's achieved HIV. That, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What does magic? What does magic stand for? My ass got infected, coach. Uh, taking it back no. to '91. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's been reported that LeVar and Magic have had, you know, meetings and LeVar said that he would talk to the management before he went and spoke publicly. And on many, 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 many occasions, that's just not true. Well, I mean, at this point, do we expect anything factual to come out of fucking daddy ball's mouth? (laughs) No, no, not at all. But at this point also, isn't it getting a little old? And I think the NBA coaches have shown that by disapproving of ESPN's reporting on it. Not the fact that of what he's saying. They're like beyond that point. They're like, how can you take what he's saying at this point and make it a fact? You guys are retarded. And that makes me wonder, you know, I guess, is that why he's in Lithuania with his two other sons? Because he's played out over here. Uh, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I'd lean more towards yes on that one easily. I mean, if anything, LeVar Ball could have put you know his other two sons in the and one tour if he wants them to play ball. He didn't have to go halfway around the world. But it's apparently it's it's pro ball. I'm using air quotes on audio medium. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's in Lithuania. Even, yeah, but those European leagues, man, they're not like the NBA here. There's not a whole lot of fat to trim off those fucking leagues. It's either you produce or you don't last because they don't have the fucking money to throw around and waste on fucking guys who are going to ride the bench and teams that are not going to turn a profit. It's, yeah, it's, but however, however, having the ball boys on your team and not actually be the ball boys, but actually play, I mean, that's going to draw a crowd. No, it will. It will. It just It's like anything... It's like anything else. It's the freak show factor. You know, let's go see the fucking circus. You know, and like Chris said, the circus is Daddy Ball. You know, he brings all three rings. He's the ringmaster. He's got a lion, a fucking <laughs> bear uh, balancing on a ball. Like, sure. You know what they need to do? Anytime he fucking, like, does anything in the, in the stadium, they need to start playing three rings by fucking ICP. Yeah, there you go. Just it, like here you go, dude. It, it's it's a it's a it's a guy. It's a song by guys dressed up as clowns, talking about absurd shit happening in a three ring circus. It fits you perfectly, Daddy Ball. Yes. Hello. But yeah, uh, I. Hey, now that he's over, he's got two kids over there. We'll see. I mean, what's he going to be? Intercontinental asshole. Yes. Be an asshole overseas. Is he going to fly back here, talk shit in L.A., fly back to Lithuania, you know, talk shit there? And I mean, Whatever you do, don't stop in China. <laughs> he, not with his kids. 
These little badass little brats. Little nappy-headed motherfuckers be stealing shit left and right. Yeah, Some nappy-headed hoes. Easy there, I miss. <laughs> I will never forget. I watched... I was watching the show when he said it. I could not believe that. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Oh, <laughs> uh, right. but... So, alright, so, yeah... In, in in ball world, everything's going as planned. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. He's on everybody's lips, whether they they want him there or not. That exactly. motherfucker- I mean, his... Oh, God damn it. His commercial that he has for his reality show is accurate. It's him pretty much talking shit. You know, it's him talking about, oh, everybody's talking about, oh, I'm tired of seeing LeVar. He's like, but you can't stop looking at me. You know, talking... You know, it's, fucking right oh it's it's the absolute truth and it's <laughs> i i don't know big old milk dud head and his yellow ass teeth <laughs> like seriously man i just i just flash back to damon wayans and uh 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 oh shit what was the movie he did with adam sandler uh 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 oh the one the the where he was the undercover cop? It, oh, bulletproof. There we go. Bulletproof. Yeah. Anyone ever tell you your head looked like a half sucked milk dud? <laughs> <laughs> First well, time I, I saw Daddy Ball is what I flashed to. <laughs> I, I I do want to play Chris's role for a minute. It's worth mentioning that L.A. Lakers are twelve and twenty-seven currently. Now I'll call them a bust. Season's half over. <laughs> they are. Way under 500. Chris, have you not been listening? Lonzo's not a bust. No, oh, sorry. Luke Walton L- has lost Luke the team. Walton is a bust. Yes, he's lost the team. He he can't coach. He's a terrible coach. They won't play for him. <laughs> Never mind what he did to Golden State when Steve Kerr went down and how he ran that team. Now, we're not okay, going to talk about Wait a Wait a minute. Let's, do you think this is some half-assed way Daddy Ball is trying to backdoor his way into an NBA coaching job? No, absolutely not. Oh my but what God. I do, I do what now. I do see, no, <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit, Rich. But what I do see is him trying to relieve the pressure and the tension that he created for Lonzo, saying that it's not Lonzo's fault. The entire team is quit. Oh on no! Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, he's he's starting the excuses now at midseason. You're twelve and twenty-seven, Rich. On a kid that was supposed to be the god savior of L.A., the second overall pick in the draft. I'll just wait, LeBron's showing up next year. It's still not going to help. LeBron needs I, at least two other guys to be good. I just who does okay? Who does he think that the fucking Lakers are going to get in there? They're going to be that's going to be more tolerant of his bullshit and have a fucking stranglehold on that team. Whether that team wants to play for him or not, he's going to make them play for him. Anybody who comes in with that much fucking swagger and that much of a fucking iron will ain't going to put up with his shit. Okay. Apologize to our listeners. Broken record warning. Right coach, right players at the right time. It's the right time. It's the right coach. Hey, not even close to the right players. I'm just, just, but I mean, let's just, Play fantasy land for a second. You imagine if someone like Pat Riley in his prime came in to coach? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, uh-uh. Daddy Ball would be banned from the fucking facility, premises. Yeah. 
Daddy ball would be ball gagged sitting in the back of the janitor's closet tied to the fucking chair, dude. Not with not with Riley, dude. He didn't fuck around. Bring out the kill. Oh, LeVar, you, you tell me Daddy Ball would take it worse than fucking Ving Rames and Pulp Fiction? I'm saying he's going to try to find some pipe-hitting niggas. <laughs> <laughs> to go to work on the whole. <laughs> players in a blowtorch. We're going to get medieval on that ass. <laughs> oh, Christ. Seriously. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like any, any. I mean, even, even, even. Like I'm trying to think. Like, like even, even Larry Brown, who put up with uh, Iverson, would be like, "Get the fuck out of here! You ain't playing for me. Get the fuck out of here. Who are you? I'm sorry. What's your What's your bona fides? You get. Let me see your resume. Let's see. Uh, would have played in the NBA if had talent. Yeah, that doesn't cut it here. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's just all there is to it. Big head, big mouth, marg- uh, yeah. marginally talented son. You, you, you porked a, a crippled woman at least three times and shot out three kids that oh, you couldn't man. figure out a different man. name for. Oh, wait, named uh, them all session. Low blow, Iceman. Low blow. Well, if we're talking about his resume, there it is. That's that's his achievements. You, man, he better never listen to this podcast. He's gonna be. We're gonna hear. Today in Wichita. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I'll call, I'll call my buddy uh, Trump. Huh. Like, hey, man, he he said like "abla espanol" while he was kicking my ass. He's got to go. He's got. I think he said "ala akbar" too. He's got to go, yeah, man. Something about he loved Mexico and jihad. Uh, yeah, Muslims at the same time. <laughs> Well, no, Donnie's the only one he's ran up against. Was like, look here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of anticlimactic, wasn't it? It was four door black sedans with tinted windows pulled up in front of his shit. Said, look here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't that didn't go as as far in as in as just far into absurdity as I thought it could have. I was kind of disappointed, but. I guess you do. I honestly, truly, all bullshit aside, I'm gonna stop it for a minute. All bullshit aside, I honestly think how that's how that shit went down. Because every other person, the L.A. Lakers, the Lithuania, China, the, the whole thing, Lavar Ball, all over the fucking news. Donnie Trump, one fucking peep from Lavar Ball. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is Magic Johnson gonna get? To show up to shut Daddy Ball up. What? His son's gay friends? What? They're gonna pull up in the gay paddy wagon? Just, to, just his son sitting on top, going, "Woo!" They're gonna eye roll him to death. <laughs> we here to give you a makeover, baby. I mean, it, yeah. What the? F- There's really well, nothing I, Lakers can fu- do. You know, the funny part is, I think we already mentioned it. Magic Johnson's like, "I'm gonna get on the phone with some pipe pitting niggas." That's Magic uh, Johnson now. <laughs> he owns movie theaters, all right? He's a, f- a long way from the, the, the streets of wherever, okay? I mean, I'm just... I, I, they, they're in Inglewood. Well, no, not anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I am glad. He knows some bad boys. I'm just saying. No, Ooh, no, he too does. Too soon? <laughs> 
I'm just saying. I'm I went reference. Hard pipe hitting niggas to go to work. <laughs> That's a direct quote from Magic himself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Magic, how do you feel about uh, Lavar Ball? Yeah. Um, but no, man. I go to work. There's just I, I can't imagine any. How do I put this? I maybe one or two teams would be willing to if 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 his son lays a fucking egg in L.A. And they part ways with them. I mean, maybe one or two teams be- that are just in perpetual basement dwellers because it will put asses in the seats out of pure morbid curiosity would put up with the shit. But I can't imagine he's going to get a fucking... He- he's going to a contender. Let me tell you this. If LeBron does come to L.A., LeBron ain't putting up with daddy ball. Uh, let me ask you this. Why in the actual fuck would LeBron James, as much as I hate that motherfucker... Why would he go to L.A.? Anybody? To Anybody? help rebuild the franchise, to help no. put him back on the map, to play no. where Kobe played. Just no. Play where Magic played, play yeah. where Shaq played. Just give you like five right off the top of our head. The, the, no. It, all of it falls. Because this is a man who's king of the court, best all time. He wants to be considered the GOAT. And you want to go to play Ghost of Basketball Pass? It helped make L.A. a destination again for star players. What the fuck does he care about making L.A. a destination? Because he, he's dude, LeBron. Dude, if you, had, if you just met LeBron, he loves him some LeBron. This, LeBron this, James, this yeah. builds his legacy more. Exactly. No. LeBron James. Okay. There are people who have said, who've had to work with him, play with him, work around him. That man is very concerned with his legacy. And when people, when you get a person who thinks like that, they get delusions of grandeur. They start thinking, I'm going to go fucking do this, and I'm going to do something no one else can do. Shaq was Superman in L.A.? No, I'm Superman. But here's the thing. He ain't. He's not Shaq. He's not Kobe. He damn sure ain't Magic. He ain't even close to Kareem. He's motherfucking LeBron. That's what he'll tell you. And 100% believe that. Now, He's not going to measure up to any of those guys. So if a man's so concerned about his legacy, which I truly believe he is, 100%, why would he even come close to tarnishing that by trying to go measure up in L.A., where he's going to fall yards and yards and yards short of? He's going to bring him back, baby. Yeah, no. Him and Lonzo (laughs) are going to resurrect the ghosts of Forum's past. Just, yeah, no. Ain't happening. Just like Magic was. and Pat Riley's yeah. going to be 30 years younger and his hair's going to be all black. Back into a ponytail. What? Yeah. No. Jack Nicholson's going to be in the stands again. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. All right. Well, moving on. Because yeah. Jesus Christ. we, I, You know, honestly, just one last thought. I think it's about once a month at least. We have an hour to the Ball family. I know, right? Like it's 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 not every episode, but it might we might be averaging once every three episodes. I'm just gonna add this again. I'm so fucking happy that publicly the NBA coaches have fucking pointed out how shitty ESPN has become. I fucking love that. Yeah, that is kind of an indictment over a year. <laughs> like, dude, now coaches are going, "Hey, you guys have knocked that shit off." You no, know, coaches were like, "You guys are fucking terrible." <laughs> you are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Worldwide leader in bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide leader in sucking dick. Because they asked Carlisle, 
how how come he got so upset about LeVar Ball? He's like, I'm not upset at LeVar Ball. I'm upset at the reporting that they took what some blowhard said as fact without checking it. I was like, damn. That was just a huge swipe at the ESPN. And I thought he was the only one. And when I investigated it and saw Van Gundy said it and then Steve Kerr, and I'm like, oh, shit, ESPN, your temperature got real chilly. All right, well, from one sport that's half over to another one that's about half over, NBA to the NHL. And, uh, yeah, Rich, you were saying in our little pre-show chat, dude, shit is re- it's real in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, anyone who was thinking that this was a fluke, this was... Yeah. This ain't like the Detroit Pistons start. Yeah, this no, is the, these, these guys are for real. I mean... Sorry, Mr. Jackson, I'm for real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I, their, their, their record, 29-10, and 10, two overtime losses. They got 60 points. Only team with more points in the, in the league than them is, is the Lightning, who they beat. Uh, the goal differential, they're 30 to the good. Once again, the only team who's better is the Lightning at 52. I mean, and they're doing it with a cast-off goalie that Pittsburgh didn't want and thought was past his prime. And when he got injured, yeah, but he was injured, and they brought in three more goalies. I I think they've started like four or five goalies this season. Around Subban's little brother? I mean, like, seriously, at one point, I think they just went up in the stands saying, anybody play goalie? Hey, yeah. I, <laughs> hey, you're a fat guy. Throw these pads on. Yeah, just don't move. Yeah. Just stay <laughs> right there. There's, there's construction workers in, L- in Las Vegas going, who are these fucking guys? These fucking guys ain't so fucking bad. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm from Brooklyn, even though I live in Vegas, but these guys ain't so fucking bad. Yeah. These fucking guys. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, and... The fact that it, it was a cast-off coach, Gerard Gallant, who was just unceremoniously let go by the Florida Panthers. Just like, no. I mean, they basically, they put his, you know, the rumor is, they put his fucking luggage on the curb and said, get a cab to the airport and find your way home when they fired him. Damn. I, I mean, just some cold-blooded That's, shit. Yeah, cold-blooded, man. You know, and a bunch of cast-off players, third and fourth-line guys, who've just said, you know, fuck it. Let's just go out there. Man, I swear to God, I swear to God, I can see Gerard Gallant sitting there going, no one expects us to win. Everyone thinks we're a joke. Here we are playing hockey in the desert. And then, like, one guy stands up and goes, well, I guess there's only one thing to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Like some <laughs> major league. <laughs> like some major league shit. I mean, dude, that is, it's mind-blowing to me. This does not happen in expansion franchises, period. Has it ever? Not not, not in my lifetime. What, what The Panthers, how long the were they Florida in Panthers? that? No, no, not the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, eh, close. They were what, 92, 93 was their first season. They were in the cup final in 96. So a three-year, a three-year build-up to it. But I'm talking about Carolina Panthers. How long were they in the fucking NFL? I mean, do you really want to call Baltimore an expansion team, or is that just the Browns that moved and rebranded themselves? They're the Browns that moved. Exactly. 
Was it I the mean, same team? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah, there was no expansion. I don't think so. No, there was no expansion draft. The same team picked up and moved. So you're saying, you're saying the Cleveland Browns had Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis? No, yes. no. They had the draft picks to draft him, but they didn't draft him until they got to Baltimore. Correct. That so, so sucks. <laughs> if they had stayed in Cleveland one more year, Ray Lewis would have been a Cleveland Brown for at least one year. Correct. Oh, oh, yeah. oh they hate life. He was the first he was the first pick of them as the Baltimore Ravens. So I mean, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that kind of puts oh, they that, fucking hate life. Fucking Cleveland. That, how many people oh. in Cleveland threw themselves off a skyscraper? Oh. Dude. I mean, we love you, Cleveland. I mean, that uh, you know, it's we're we're trying to talk hockey, but of course, football fucking blends in, spills over into it. But I mean, honestly, you sit here, you got two Lions fans and a Bucks fan, and we're all going. Well, at least we're not Browns fans. <laughs> <laughs> Who had a parade for zero and sixteen? Okay, I don't want to talk about that. And dude, like a lot of people showed up for that. It was like what close to a thousand. In single-digit temperatures, <laughs> dude, I wouldn't go. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I would not go to any parade <laughs> for any team in single-digit temperatures. I don't care if they really did win the fucking whole thing. Fuck it, I'm not doing it. But yeah, uh, it's. I can't think of one in my lifetime in any sport. I mean, <sighs> I want to say the quickest in baseball that I in my lifetime. Is Marlins, yeah. Um, I mean, I, we're sitting here halfway through the season. You know, they're they're leading in the, you know in in the, in, the, in the Western Conference. A lot can happen, but I just don't think they're going to choke it away. I think they're for real. Well, here's the thing, Rich. Even if they don't win the cup, dude, their first year as a franchise is still success. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. And, dude, here's the bitch of it. When they did the expansion draft, they were picking players and then trading them for draft picks. So they're stocked on draft picks. If they win one more game, they cannot have a losing season. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it is. I I should say if. When. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could win one more game, then they could lose every game till the end of the season, and they would still be above 500. And when it comes to trade deadline time, I think they're stupid if they stay put. But they might. They might not want to part with the draft picks. They might think we got a good thing. It's only going to get better with these draft picks. But if they want to fucking move, make some moves, they got the draft picks to do it. And they don't have to sacrifice any of their fucking players unless they absolutely want to because they're going to get, like, I'm talking marquee in the NHL star. And I just, I, I, I... I'm blown away. I'm blown away. No one called this. I don't give a fuck who. I mean, somewhere there's the most casual homer for the Golden Knights going, I told you they'd win the cup their first year. But you're going to say that every year, stupid, so it doesn't count. What? Here's the question, Rich. How is their fan base? I'm sure. Dude, from, from the games I've seen, there's more people in the fucking stands than a lot of other NHL teams. Sure, pretty energized with having the second best team in the league first season. I mean, I, my sister lives in Vegas, but her uh, her husband who died, he was an L.A. Kings fan. She really wasn't into hockey until they hooked up and started dating. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really see her talk about the Golden Knights all that much, but I, I got to imagine that as, uh, as, as Vegas is not really as, 
how do I put this? Vegas is almost like a city where a lot of people go to, but they're not really a whole lot of people are from. Does that make any sense? Yes. You know, <laughs> so like LA. Yeah. So you get people who, you know, go to Vegas for whatever, whether it be work or, or whatnot, and they don't have a team. They may, you know, maybe they're from you know, St. Louis. Maybe they're from fucking wherever, you know. Where, you know, wherever where they have one of those fringe teams, and they're like, well, I don't have anyone to root for. In, in, Here come the Golden Knights. Boom. I'm sure the bandwagon's full right now. I get you tic- tickets for this Saturday. Uh, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas to see the Golden Knights play the Edmonton Oilers and StubHub. Tickets are going for 117 bucks. There's only two tickets left. And that's... That's hockey in the desert, son. Yeah, that's, that's a first-year expansion team. That's fine. <laughs> I know people who were who've been handed Red Wings tickets. I'm talking three or four at a time this season. From I'm just saying, you, you can't really go to the Joe and or whatever the fuck Little Caesars Arena, yeah, the LCA, and pay and pay a hundred bucks for a ticket. I don't think that's right. No, but like I said, I know people that have been handed tickets by season ticket holders who are like, I'm not, I'm not going to the game. I'm not. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it's too cold. I don't feel like dealing with all the bullshit, parking, traffic. Someone want these tickets? I've seen it on Facebook. I got two tickets for the game tonight. If you want them, message me. <laughs> and that never used to, never used no, to happen. No, fuck no. I mean, that, that, that's, that's something new for the first time in my life that's that I good, remember. That's a good chance to make some scratch. If you really, you know, if you're like, ah. What can I do? What do I want to do? Do I want to go to the game, or could I use extra? Few, could I use a few hundred extra bucks? Yep. <laughs> but I mean, I, if you're if, if you're Tampa Bay, you got to be going shit. I, I, we're sitting here in the same conversation with an expansion team as the best team in the league, and. Yeah, granted, President's Trophy is, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to win the President's Trophy and win the Cup, but, I mean, that's a hell of a fucking accomplishment, and it's, it's, this is what, <coughs> excuse me, forgive me, because I'm going to shit on ESPN a little bit, I know they don't cover hockey worth a shit, in fact, you can go online, and their hockey highlights, they don't even have any announcers talking over, they just show you the plays, I mean, we're talking ESPN announcers. They don't have anyone in the highlights. It's just literally the sounds of the ring and the, and the, and the players on the ice. And t- this is a huge story. If this was a fucking NBA expansion franchise, this would be all over ESPN constantly. Constantly. And forget, oh, forget it. Forget it if it was an NFL franchise. The fuck out of here, dude. We, you'd never hear the end of them. They'd be the fucking the sexy pick for everybody. For all the bandwagon jumpers. So I just, I mean, I just want to bring up, I'm absolutely shocked. I, I'm i glad Gerard Gallant ended up with a team that actually played for him. And it seems like a franchise that at least as far as half a season, I mean, that's not a very big sample size. But actually let him coach. And he proved, yeah, you know, uh, if you listen to me, I'm a pretty good fucking coach. And I mean... Because I thought he got, I thought he got shit on in, in Florida. I mean, not that, it, not that I really expect much from the Florida Panthers, but <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, the Panthers are a shitty organization. Shocking, you know. I mean, it just, it, I, even when I lived in Florida, I never watched Panthers games. I watched Lightning games. So, 
I've never had any love for that franchise. I think they've done a lot of back word shit over the years. But yeah, I mean, it's just shocking and and I, this is going to be an interesting, a, a very interesting uh, uh, run up to the playoffs because I mean, you have the Oilers who were supposed to be, you know, back and they're out of the playoff picture now. Yeah, they're in the fucking basement in the Blackhawks. Dude, Blackhawks, twenty and fifteen with six overtime losses. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you know, and do I even need to bring up the Red Wings? Seventeen and seventeen, seven overtime losses. Fuck out of here. Yeah, but the Canadians. And it's got to be hurt in Montreal. I mean, these are teams that made the playoffs. Like Senators, teams that made the playoffs. The Ducks. Last, you know, this is this is, I guess, the what the NHL wanted. They wanted the kind of parity that the NFL strives for. And if you look at the NFL and the teams that made it into the playoffs this year, how many teams that made it in the playoffs weren't in the playoffs the year before? And that's what the NFL says it wants. It wants parity. It wants it so every year every team has a chance unless injuries and pure fuckery on their own part takes them out of it. And it appears that's what the NHL is, is at least coming real close to doing themselves. And as much as I bitch about Batman and as much as I think the NHL as an organization sucks only second to the NFL as an organization... I think this is this is a good thing for the sport because you're going to get new fans, and you're you're going to get new fans the right way. You know, you're not. I mean, if you're a kid and you just and, and you've never been exposed to hockey and you're born in, in Vegas and you're ten, eleven, twelve years old right now, and they're and they're giving away tickets to games and shit, and you're going and watching them, you're seeing a quality product, a quality team, play and win. That type of shit makes fans for life, you know. I mean, I granted, I was seven when the when the Tigers won the World Series, you know, the last time. But I remember it. I can tell you where I was when it happened, you know, and that made me a lifelong Tiger fan. So, I don't know, just, I, I guess, a rare pat on the back for the, the NHL for yeah, me. Because... <laughs> I mean, Rich actually has to sit back and go, well, well, well done. Well done. Good job. Amen. Seriously, they, I think they shoot themselves in the foot more than any other fucking league besides the NFL on the regular. Well, here's the thing, and here's my confession for Sporgy. We sat on this podcast many a time and went, the desert? Really? That's where you're going to expand? Seriously? Well, Yeah. <laughs> But do you see what happens when they expand and they put, they give the right people and they go about it the right way? I mean, this could have been the Coyotes, but it, it's it it it's never it, it wasn't. Well, no, no, it couldn't have been the Coyotes. The Coyotes sucked in Phoenix. They would suck in Vegas. Well, no, what and I'm maybe saying the NHL is, knew that. If I'm if if I'm remembering correctly, the Coyotes got Ronick oh, their no! first season. We suck again. I mean, they had stars on that team in their first season, and they didn't do shit with them. I mean, it was just bad decision after bad decision from 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 GM, from coaching, on down to the point where the NHL took over the fucking franchise. I mean, that's that's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. That is what what the NHL is running a franchise, and they can't even fucking cheat to get their own franchise that they're running to be a contender. I mean, that's just that's just poor management from top to bottom. It just proves you put a 
the right people in charge, it doesn't matter where the fuck you are. Hey, yeah. they have Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, they had him. <laughs> yeah, had. And Rick Tockett at one point. Didn't do him any good either. And like, and just because these fuckers could play don't mean they could coach. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty of fucking coaches who are former players who stunk it up and are stinking it up and are overpaid and are over-fucking-valued and the fan base needs to get over them. But I'm not going to bring up Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> hey. So, moving on. Moving on. So, sure. all right, let's let's. The only thing left to cover, as far as I know, unless you guys got something, we got to get to these fucking games that happened this weekend because yeah, we yeah, all yeah. got sh- we got shed on as far as our picks. yeah. Yes. Uh, before we get to the big meat potatoes of the NFL, I, I do want to uh, recap some of our earlier stories with Lavar Ball. He his sons did play in Lithuania tonight. At the Big Baller Brand Challenge game. And apparently they're pretty good. I mean, I say that candidly, but they're good. But who who, who are their opponents? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Is that? Like, is this like if Michael Jordan played us one-on-one? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're playing in Eastern Europe. We're or, playing the 10. Or, I spot you 9. You lose 10 to 9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is that, so. Is it a bunch of, like, five foot, is it a bunch of average height white guys running around as their opponents? Right. Just a question. Well, I'm, I'm saying, though. But anywho. But, but it, it, looked, it looked a little like, from what I saw of it, the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Jets. Well, that's what I'm Just, saying. Like, is that how it's going down? I mean, honestly, that's what it looked like. Now, the other thing I want to draw your attention to is our chat. Does anybody know who that woman is? Beyonce? One of the Williams sisters? No. Her name is Deanna Jane. She is uh, one of the five members of... If she has a dick, I'm going to be pissed, Earl. She doesn't have a dick. She is (laughs) one of the five members of a band called Fifth Harmony. It is 2018. You do have to ask that. I know, right? Here's the thing. I don't know here nor there. She might have a dick. However... The reason you're staring at that picture is she's one of the five members of Fifth Harmony. Her name's Deanna Jane. I'm waiting for the sports connection. Okay, you ready? She was giving a whole lot of love to Tua, the redshirt freshman, backup quarterback, the savior of Alabama. Okay. What kind of love? Like Like vagina love? Like Twitter love. Like Like she's going to connect with this man at some point. Oh, Oh, this oh, this guy's gonna get himself some celebrity pussy. This kid is fresh out of the last year, Holmes, he was graduating high school. Nice. <laughs> and that's what he's looking forward to now because of his second half pr- performance in in the college national championship. Is this like game. Earl's like non sequitur section? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. This is this is this is like Brett Brett Musburger going. Look at that young lady in the stands, gentlemen. Go out there and start throwing the, the football around. Quarterbacks get all the beautiful women. This yes. is this is his version of that, literally. <laughs> all right. So. Oh oh, I, I one one quick little thing. Okay, so we have the uh, uh, the Winter Olympics coming up. Did now Yum. I know. Brace yourselves, gentlemen. The first openly gay male ice skater <laughs> Whoa. has made the Olympic team. Whoa! 
Oh my god, seriously? Mind blown. Oh, I, I, I'm done. I, I banned the Olympics. I'm not watching yeah. it. I mean, no, I'll never believe in anything ever again. Like, seriously, did... Okay, more power to him. He's comfortable being out. Great, wonderful. Did we really need someone to tell us? The winner of the No Shit Award. <laughs> yes. Then a male ice skater... I would, I would, I would what? venture to guess at least half of them are gay. You're telling me Brian Boitano wasn't plowing through pussy? <laughs> Him and Greg Luganis, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's no. what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, was this Scott Hamilton gay? Yeah, but openly gay to make the team. See, there's a lot of there's a lot of qualifiers yeah. that they've added on here to to make this a news story. To me, it's a non-story. You're telling me that, that male, a male ice, a, a male figure skater is gay? Shocking. You know, I mean, come on now. You, you can't does. say that that's the, oh my God, dude. Seriously, there have been other male ice skaters that have been gay. I, I'm serious. Oh, Open yeah. What? Get out of here. Not according to the news stories I've read, because news stories that, I've that's read... It's like saying Shaquille O'Neal is tall. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal came out as black today. Yeah. <laughs> first Shaquille openly black, is black. <laughs> first openly black basketball player. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's... But I, think, no, I, mean, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the first openly black basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop. Time out. All jokes aside, is, I mean... Who reported that? Oh, God. NPR, Kareem. Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports. NPR Sports. Yeah, I mean, and it was like... I felt like there was almost an applause sign that should have came with the fucking articles. When you got to the end of it, you're supposed to stand up and be like, oh. And it's like, dude, that's not that's not news. It's like saying, this is the first hockey player to be missing teeth. No, he's not. <laughs> Most of them are missing teeth. First hockey player to get a tooth knocked out during a fight. Yeah, and it's, it's it, duh. I mean, come on now. And it, it, it's just like, stop. Can we stop? How about this? If if it's if 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 we all are supposed to just like not give a fuck, stop pointing it out every five seconds when there's no need to. If what you believe he, for half a second that Johnny Weir is straight, I'm never talking to you again, dude. Okay, South Park in the show in the movie, basically, I mean, fist Brian Boitano to the elbow up the ass. Calling him out. And he had the balls to come out and go, South Park put me in their movie with a lisp that I don't have. You just lisped. <laughs> you said that with a lisp. Well, that's just it. I, I asked uh, a question on social media one time. Why do you know most gay guys sound the same? Why do they have that voice? And I got attacked, of course. But it's it, they're, they're saying most of the flaming homosexuals. I'm like, and I'm getting attacked for this? You've got to be shitting me. You just said flaming homosexual. I'm just like, why do most gay guys sound like that? And I didn't understand it. Is it like a requirement if you're gay, you have to sound like that? Does Dude, the my, dick damage your vocal cords? What happened? My buddy Corey, we talked about this. He's like, you know, and Corey's he's been out since like high school. So he's very comfortable 
with his with his sexuality. There's no hiding it. There's no nothing, and it's just it's not a big deal because well, guess what? He doesn't make a big deal about it, so neither does anyone else. No big deal, right? And I asked him. I said, "What is what what is your what, what is your opinion on the more effeminate gay guys?" And he goes, "Most of them irritate the fuck out of me because it's an act." It's like when you when you see a white kid that grew up in the fucking richy, you know, bougie ass Diddy Committee suburbs, walking around talking yo yo yo, what up, dog, and all this bullshit. It's an act. They're putting on an act because get them in a job interview, and all of a sudden, hello, sir. Yep, exactly, exactly. How did we get to talking about this? I just I just thought it was funny that it was like like we're supposed to like, like oh the the gay figure skater. Yay! There's a gay figure skater. Well, they're and? saying his his name's Adam Rippon, and they're saying that oh, he's man. the first openly. Good night, everybody. Show's over. Tippy waitress. There's, Thanks come for listening, on, man. The Rippon and the Terran. <laughs> That's like if his name was Richard Seaman. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. I'll, I'll try to keep it together. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, his name is Adam Rippon, and he's reportedly the first open, openly gay figure skater to make the team. I call bullshit. If you guys don't know who Johnny Weir is, look up his picture. You'll know him exactly just as soon as you see it. Gay. Mark Hamil- Hamlin? Hamilton? Hamlin? Scott Hamilton or whatever his Scott name is. Scott Hamlin, whatever the fuck his name is. Gay. A little short guy that can do a backflip. <laughs> gay, but they're, they're, see, here's the thing: did they come out gay? before they retired? That's, the, I guess, that's. The I thing. don't even know if they knew where the doorknob was. If they were even supposed to know to quote come out. But see, that's the thing. That's 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 what they're making a big deal about. Is it here? He's you out. Wanna, you want to know something, Rich? This is this will get you. They're of the old guard of figure skating. To where they didn't have to be out or in. They are who they are, and they're going on a fucking figure skating team and going to win a gold medal. Period. End of file. Okay, Matter so I looked game. up. I looked up LGBT figure skaters, and oh. Brian Boitano, who denied being gay in 1999 when Bigger, Longer, and Uncut by South Park come out. Surprise. He's gay. <laughs> Anybody shocked? No. Okay. Thank you. Moving on. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, Johnny Weir, yes, he's in there. Uh, Adam Rippon, like we're talking about. And a turn. <laughs> I said, wrecked him. I damn near killed him. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. But, I mean, come Easy. on, bro. Dude, if I'm a gay guy and I'm like, hey, I'm in a bar, I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Adam Rippon? That don't even sound like fun. I'm moving on. <laughs> no, you know, right. like... Like you better keep that fucking hog leg in your fucking pants, bro. Seriously. I only get one of these, and I don't want a pink sock hanging out of my backside. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, good Lord. You can't be gay with a name like that. Is that what you're saying, dude? I'm, I mean, unless you, the dude's a size queen, and he's in the pain. I mean. <laughs> oh, Rudy Galindo. Now, that's a name Just, I recognize. Just to introduce yourself as Adam, somebody will come up, oh, hi, I'm E. What the fuck? <laughs> but no, man, I mean, I get, look, I understand that being openly gay all your career 
is much different than waiting till you retire and coming out. Who was the fucking uh, baseball player that did that? Not Billy Bean from Moneyball fame, but the other Billy Bean. He came out as gay after he retired. And he took a lot of heat because it was, well, why didn't you come out while you were still playing? And basically, what people said who played with him is, we all knew he was gay. It just, no one talked about it. I mean, well, that's just, like, uh, you know, in, in college football and then the NFL, Sims from uh, Mizzou. The pl- the linebacker, the gay linebacker. You mean Michael Sam? Michael Sam, whatever. Yeah, half ass sports fan. Just saying. At least <laughs> I knew he was gay and a linebacker. Give me that. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's once again openly gay. Went into the draft. Got drafted by the Rams. I don't think he made the team. I think they, they cut him. They did. And I mean, but still, it was like you know, okay, great, wonderful. It's a step forward. It's you know everybody can accept everybody. We had this discussion, because this is well before Sporgy was a show. We had this discussion on Unregimented. And, I mean, the consensus was, if I'm playing a team sport, I don't give a single fuck what your sexual orientation is, as long as you are good and help us win. I do not care. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with that team. What what you what you do when you clock out and go home, as long as you do your job at work, it's not, it, that is not the problem. The problem would be the bullshit distraction that comes with it, because you know in today's fucking environment, the press would flock to the guy just like they did Michael Sam, and Tony Dungy took heat because he said strictly from a head coaching standpoint, I wouldn't want him on my team because I wouldn't want the distraction. And oh, people where, were like, where have we heard that before? Yeah, I know, right? And people came down on him. You're a homophobe. And then they, they, you know, they said, well, he is a Christian. He calls himself a Christian. This is what you get with those Christians and blah, blah, blah. They hate gay people. And it's like, dude, the odds are Tony Dungy's coached gay players before. It, I mean, it, you, you coach for your entire fucking, almost your entire adult life. There's been someone who's been gay on one of <coughs> <laughs> one of his team's rosters. Right. Here's just, the thing, it's though. The, it's the openly thing. And here, like, I'm waiting for the whole, oh, so brave. So brave. Really? But he it didn't, isn't. He, he didn't walk into a Klan rally dressed like Rick James. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? He come out as a, I'm a male figure skater and I'm gay. And guess what? So are no. most of the guys around you. Came out gay in one of the gayest sports. And no fucks were given. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. That's my whole point, Chris, is what you just said. In a very accepted role, you know, everybody gay figure skater. Oh, uh, okay. But when it was a gay football player, openly gay football player, a lot of people said that he was cut by the Rams because he was gay. No, he was cut because he couldn't play. Here nor there. Um, the WWE, not getting into fake or true, but here's the thing. Uh, Chris Canyon, hell of an athlete, hell of a wrestler, cut because he was gay. Uh, well, I mean, they been... actually said they cut him because he's gay. They, oh, they no, you can't, you, can't, you can't do that. This is more Iceman conjecture. It's not our Iceman conjecture. But yet they have gold. Gold Dust. Gold Dust isn't gay, though. Dusty Rhodes. It's a character. I know. I, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It, here's the I thing. Think. Darren Young, 
in the WWE. Part of the primetime players, I don't know if you guys remember him or y'all. He was with Titus O'Neil. Millions of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> right. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. It, he's gay. He came out as openly gay. And right after he did, they cut him. He was a big draw. They were a really big tag team at the time. It was Titus O'Neil and Darren Young. Part, they were the primetime players. And they had a big stick and, uh, you know, a whole thing. He came out as gay. See ya. This is where Propecia would apply here, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, look. Let me ask you a question, Earl. Honestly. If your favorite fucking hockey player ever at Belfort was to fucking do an exclusive interview with Don Cherry and say, I'm gay. Would you? Would that make you not like what his accomplishments on the ice as your favorite goalie? Would Absolutely you go, not. Exactly. You. What does it fucking matter? It has it, nothing I'm to not do with his guy, ability though. as a goalie. If Don Cherry came out as gay, the suits would all of a sudden make sense. <laughs> make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but Rich, again, you're asking me, and I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't think you're that guy, Chris. I don't think you're that guy. We're not racist, sexual, you know, sexist or anything like that. Depends on the day. Uh, Depends on who you ask. Yeah. No. Who you ask and on the day. <laughs> us three. It's it's just not. And there are so many people that are. There are so many people that if Ed Belfour was their favorite goalie and he came out and said, you know, hey, check it out. I'm gay. I've been gay my whole life. Just need to get that out there. People would be like, oh, hell no. And start burning his jersey in the streets and... You know, trashing his his masks that they bought. And let me tell you something. If I was if I was an NHL player on the same team with Bob Probert, and he come out as open, and he come out and told the world he's gay, and I'm and 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 some dude on another team's like, hey, Probert, you're a faggot. I go, yeah, and that uh, faggot okay. just beat the shit out of you. So, how, so how's you? How you feeling right now? Who's winning in this situation, motherfucker? Uh, he's he's going to make you bloody. Just going to make you bloody in the front and the rear. Just claimed one of your molars. <laughs> I mean, I, I, dude, I, I, that's, just, that's just how I look at it. And I get it. It's like, but, I mean, isn't the whole thing with Michael Sam and they want, you know, there's a, there is a big push in the LGBT community for gay athletes to come out because yeah there's a stereotype okay that gay guys don't play football hockey baseball basketball these are the more manly sports and isn't it just kind of like reinforcing the stereotype that we're supposed to stand up stomp our feet clap and light a match because some dude come out as an openly gay fucking figure skater i mean yeah i, I mean it's like uh, it, and yeah, well, haven't hasn't the goal always been indifference? Isn't it where we want to be? Well, where okay, nobody cares. Twenty five years ago, our generation. That's what we were taught. That's what we were taught. Tolerance and acceptance was. Nowadays, it's and this is veering dangerously into into some different territory. Nowadays, that's not enough. You need you need you need to go above and beyond, and it's like and make them feel welcome. What do you want me to do? Suck his dick at center ice? <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> right? 
tickle his balls. No, that's 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 before it. he you goes out. To, you have to make him feel accepted. Now you can't just show him, you know, tolerance and acceptance. You know, you have to make them feel comfortable. I mean, I really wish, I really wish, of my gay friends, one of them was really in the sports. That way, I could have him on the show and be like. And, and and ask him flat out, as a gay man and a huge sports fan, you know, ex- how, it, growing up playing sports, being a fan as an adult, et cetera, et cetera, how do the two, what's the correlation between the two? Because I'm speaking from just pure speculation on my part. I think as a fan, the only problem is the people around you. I, that's I, that's that would be, it would be the people around you would have a problem with it would cause the problem, but as well, playing, I, I see that too. As Rich, playing, I really do. as playing, I can imagine there would be a problem. I look, I'm not dumb enough to think that of a 53 man fucking roster in the NFL, if a team had an openly gay player on it that made the fucking roster was a starter was a star, someone that it was that they weren't going to cut. Period, because he's that fucking good. I'm not dumb enough to think that all 52 guys are going to be cool with that. All right, but I, I, I would like to think that we're not so far gone. I can't separate what you do outside of work with the job you do at work. But I Rich, think for some again, people, that's 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 you though, and that's what I'm getting at, dude. But I'm not getting at the people who are like. Fuck that faggot. I'm getting it to people who are like, oh, no, you got to make a big deal about this. No, I fucking don't. I don't walk up to Chris and go, hey, you fucked a woman last night. Congratulations. Good for you. Hey, how about that procreating sex, huh? I I mean, and that is where the pendulum has swung to. And it's like, this is not the fucking, to me, this is not like, I mean, like, seriously, I, I, I put in gay figure skaters into Google. First story pops up, openly gay figure skater makes U.S. Olympic team in history. And it's like, really? History? You know, you know, many, you know how many previous figure skaters are reading that and going, well, that is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I mean, it's just, this is, look, this is not the 1970s, the 1980s, where middle America has no idea when they see Greg Luganis give an interview after a dive. They can't tell by his, his mannerisms and his inflection that at the very least, he has some very feminine traits about him. And yeah, stereotypically, that would put him as a higher chance of being gay. Everybody knows it. It's all over the place. If we, if aliens come to this planet, they would think half this planet's gay. Because I mean, seriously, everything every, everything I turn on now, someone's going. Does it have a gay character? I don't. We, it, no. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show about rabbits. Or are there any gay rabbits? No. It's a fucking show about rabbits. Stop trying to gay up the world. Okay, we get it. We understand it. I, 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 I would never... Okay, if there was a, 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 a channel, and a, you know what? There probably is, but I don't know the name of it. If there's a channel, which is out there, I just don't know the name of it, that caters specifically to the LGBT community, I would never call up one of their shows and go, you got any straight people on your, on your show? <laughs> got to make sure everybody's represented. Mm-hmm. 
No. And I mean, this is, it's like, you tell us not to make a big deal about it all our lives. That it shouldn't matter. And that's what we're raised to think. That's what we're taught to think. That's what we were taught to think. We, we, we hit the age of about 35, give or take. And the generation behind us goes, no, 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 no. It's not a matter of your friends with Jimmy and Jimmy just happens to be gay and it's no big deal. It's everybody stop. Jimmy's gay. How brave. You know what's brave? A straight guy taking it in the ass. Because he don't want it. Uh-uh. No, that's rape. <laughs> but you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, like, and, and these same people. That's a felony. That's not brave. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, about, I'm about pissed off any female listeners we have who feel this way. Females are the worst about it. Because you bring up butt-fucking to a female, and she, you're a pig. Yeah, they'll even, they'll, they'll, what, you want that gay sex? Why don't you just come out the closet and suck a dick? What's wrong with you? Okay, but the minute the gay guy stands up and says, yeah, I, I boo-fooed him last night. Oh, stunning and brave. Oh, <laughs> so great. I'm so glad to hear it. Brave, really? Some brave butt sex you had last night there, Steve. Okay, all I'm looking for and in and, and anything in life is, as Chris has taught me to say it this way, consistency. What do, if it doesn't matter who I fuck, why does it matter who you fuck? Congratulations. I'm glad that, that you made the team. And you know what? The story should be, what did he do to make the team? The hard work, the hours of practice, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we should be fucking applauding. These are, I mean, look, as far as individual sports, non-team sports, I got to say figure skating is probably one of the fucking hardest. If you've ever, even if you don't like figure skating, just watch 10 minutes of it during the Olympics this year. And I know there's some redneck who's about 500 pounds, one foot due to diabetes, sitting there talking, who's fucking fags? I can fucking do that. Uh, okay, Cooter, you go ahead and do it. And I want to see it. Make sure to videotape it. <laughs> Okay, I want to break both ankles and a fucking wrist. Yeah, I want to see. First of all, I want to see you get on a pond that don't crack when your fat ass puts it puts it on there. But okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead and do that. No bullshit. It is fucking. That is conditioning. That is athleticism that I can't even in a million years begin to imagine having. All right. So I got nothing but respect for them, even though I'm not into their sport. I'm not. It's just like. The argument with wrestling, is it real or is it fake? doesn't matter. Those guys are fucking highly trained athletes to do what they Very do. It doesn't matter. Athletes. They'd whoop your ass. Yeah. Those guys, to do what they do and not kill each other and to do some of the, like, some of the, the fucking, the, the aerial maneuvers and shit I've seen over the years, moonsaults and all this other shit. Dude, that shit that I would shit my pants standing on the top rope. <laughs> All right. Falling I, off a steel cage, falling all the way to the floor, knocking your bottom tooth, or yeah, bottom tooth through your bottom lip. He's apparently no one, throwing some brown substance at the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be. I would, yeah, I'd be the. Well, I was about to say the monkey from Detroit, but that's going to come off as racial. Because my, my finishing <laughs> move would be to throw shit at you because I'm so scared. Get away from me! <laughs> Get away. That's my finishing move. The shit toss. Well, well, that's just it, Rich. With the WWE, there there was a time that a fan jumped into the ring 
and one of the athletes, uh, Triple H, beat the teetotal hell out of the guy. Well, and that's, and that's I bet. kind of kind of grabbed him and, and escorted him up the ramp and out. But yeah, I mean, that's just it. If, if it's real or if it's fake, it very highly tuned athletes. And figure skating, I've I've watched many, 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 many years because it, it's part of the Olympics, and I'm a huge fan of the Olympics, winter and summer. Uh, no, uh, Apollo Ono, a speed skater, mm-hmm. he, he, as fast as he is, I I couldn't imagine. I, I tried ice skating once. I broke my fucking finger on the boards, dude, because <laughs> <laughs> my fat ass went to catch myself. When I was going around too fast around the corner, boy, right across the board, I, was, I looked at my wife and was like, "Oh shit!" And my my right ring finger was pointing at my pinky. Damn, it was bad. So no, I mean I, I'm not even close to to what they can do in the Olympics. And I mean, dude, if if you here's one of the one of the one of the things that bummed me out about not having the channels here in Detroit, get them, getting them through the air. You have to get them through cable basically anymore, unless you go get a fucking HD antenna is we no longer get CBC on a lot of cable packages. Some cable packages just doesn't have, they don't have it. And CBC, the Canadian broadcasting channel had basically, um, so you think you could dance, but with figure skating with former hockey players and Bob Probert and Ty Domi were both on there. And both of them were very early exits, okay? (laughs) I mean, when you get professional hockey players going, man, fuck that sport. That shit's too hard. That tells you all you need to know. That's, that's, to me, that's case closed. You can't argue about the athleticism of those guys. But, I mean, I I don't know. Here's the thing. It It doesn't bother me that he's... The first openly gay ice skater in the Olympics that make the team doesn't bother me. He's openly gay. It doesn't bother me that they're reporting on it. It's bothering me the people who fucking insist I have to feel something about it. Besides, good for him. Next, why? Why? Why do I have to invest emotional capital in him because I, if, he's simply gay? If anything, dude, like I said, that story makes me dismiss him openly first openly gay figure skater bullshit like i said if you thought if you could listen to one interview from johnny weir and tell me that that man wasn't gay i don't want to talk to you anymore (laughs) because you your ignorance has far surpassed anything i'm going to comprehend i'm going to say this right now i met one guy i had earl we have a buddy whose uh sister went to cosmetology school and she had a house party, and this dude come in, and he had the stereotypical, you know, feminine lisp and, and mannerisms, and we thought he was gay. And our buddy's sister said, no, he's straight. And I'm like, bullshit. She's like, oh, he crushes ass. You have no idea. <laughs> Man ass. He, no, no, like, he, for real, like, he's pulling more pussy than a tampon. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, all right. I it it does happen. I mean, I'm unregimented. I'm a, I'm a out Aaron. He's met a few of my friends, and they were like, "Yeah, the first time I heard you, I thought you were gay." And he goes, "Yeah, I get that a lot." 
<laughs> I mean, so whatever. It's just it. Once again, it's not him. It's not the nature of the story. It's not that it's being reported. It's the people who insist that I'm supposed to like, like, and not me. Just that everybody's supposed to just like feel something more than well, good for him. And let's see where he, well, let's see what he does in, uh, in the competition. Because that's really all. In the end, that's all it's going to come down to. There's not going to be a hundred years from now when we're they're going over the 2018 Winter Olympics, a category for straight and gay skaters and how they finished. Hey, it's Rich, you make, you make a great you make a great point because whatever he does in the Olympics now is going to be based on the fact that he's gay. They're going to sit there and go, "Well, he won." Well, of course he won. He's gay. He had a feminine charm to him. Well, you he know lost. that he I'm lost. Out. Well, of course he lost. He's fucking gay. He wasn't man enough to pull it off. Ha! Gay. I don't know anybody's gonna. <laughs> I don't know anybody's gonna say the same thing, depending on whether he wins or loses. But I know that there's gonna be people to say that shit because I fucking no, run yeah. into him on a daily basis. <clears throat> My thing is the Olympics more than any other sport that we deal with, maybe it's the nature of it only comes every, every, you know, four years. They really run with these backstories and it's always like, Oh, this, you know, this guy, you know, his parents died when he was, you know, he was still three months, you know, he premature born. They had to pull him out of his dead mama's body. And then, you know, he was raised in an orphanage and it made Oliver twist look like Richie rich. And it's just horrible. They love to do that shit. And you know, it's coming. You know it's coming, and if you get gay, gay fatigue from this, because you're going to hear nonstop, yeah, gay teague, then you're an asshole. And it's like, really? Really? I'm an asshole because you, the announcers, the people who are putting on the Olympics, who are presenting it to the world, won't shut up about who he sleeps with. Because anybody else who... Anybody, else. it'd be like if every time Tom Brady completed a pass, you know he fucks Giselle every night. <laughs> then he clap for him. No one, uh, yeah. Hey, I want a hand for Tom. He likes pussy. Exactly. You know, Aaron Rodgers is fucking Danica Patrick now. Okay. <laughs> Everybody stands up. After Olivia Munn. Hey, mean, I know world isn't fair. But, you know, what's another conversation? Hey, what's up? Well, no, I with uh, A Rod and Jennifer Lopez, they're a thing now, huh? What? Welcome to the planet. I, I don't follow. That's like people two. Fucking, that's, I don't. That's multiple don't, years old. I, I just don't follow it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so what, what, the only thing I know about Jennifer Lopez, she's fifty and she looks like she's like thirty-five. That's all I know. Yeah, there you go. Tan don't crack. So I mean, now that we've whatever alienated the gay crew, uh, yeah. Our 98% gay audience, now that we've alienated them. Let's talk football. <laughs> Let's continue to alienate them. <laughs> talk about the playoff football that happened this weekend. We have to. Yes, hold on, I have audio of our picks. There we go. Nice, roasty, big <laughs> pile of picks. Get the marshmallows out. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? You could make s'mores over the lifeless bodies of our picks. We all picked Alabama. And then as far as the NFL, I pick New Orleans, and that's it. Man. Don't take our fucking picks when it comes to the playoffs to Vegas. Stick yeah. to the regular season. Yikes. Man. Well, what game do we want to start with? Uh, 
Maybe should we just go in chronological order? So Pretty how much. that happened. I mean, so uh, just a whole lot of what the fuck. And that's <laughs> all I got. Yeah, Chiefs. I mean, hey, wait a minute. No, no, I got the Jaguars right. I was right. What the? Oh no! Wait, yeah, we did all call the Jags. Whoops! All right, cool. Make some adjustments on the picks. All right, so I mean, still not our best showing. No. <laughs> <laughs> For a change, you're in first place, Chris. I know. Ooh. <laughs> so I mean, but let's... yeah, but I mean, what happened, Chiefs? And uh, Andy Reid. I mean, it's this is either going to be it. This season's going to either be it for Andy Reid or Alex Smith. And I'm thinking, Alex Smith. Thanks for coming out. Uh, Al- no, Andy Reid has one more year. And like I said in the chat, he better hope Patrick Mahomes is like the godsend savior of the Chiefs, or Andy Reid's done. Yeah. How the fuck do you lose to the Tennessee Titans? They had it too. They, they yeah, blew that game that? completely in the fourth quarter. No, it was the whole second half, dude. It was twenty-one-three at halftime, and then they got blank the third and fourth quarter. Tennessee scored seven in the third and twelve in the fourth. It was like. I- Still letting us show up. I, I, I'm glad that I could play here and take a win. Appreciate it. I mean, uh, is was this Mariota's coming out party to the league? No, no, and he's for real. No, no. This was the Chiefs collapsing. Mar- this was absolutely the Chiefs giving it away. Marcus Mariota was 19 for 31, 200 yards, two touchdowns, but one interception. This was the Chiefs going. I, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. I quit. This was playing not to lose, not playing to win. Can we throw another cliche? Can we get a third one? Get yeah, but I mean, for cliche play, bingo. What the fuck happened to the Chiefs' run defense? Because Derrick Henry ran all over the fucking team. Dude, they have Peters and Revis as corners. Stop. Game over. Game Apparently all that's over. I mean, that's what I'm getting. That's, dude, I just... With, with uh, <sighs> DJ as their linebacker? You have nowhere to run. You have nowhere to throw. Game over. How did they win? I, it, it, dude. dude. Yeah. Well, we're also here again. We'll stand by. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, look, I know you want to say the Chiefs lost that game for, you know, okay, good. But you got to give it up to fucking Tennessee's defense also. I mean, they got to them. They, they got to. They, 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 God damn it. You guys there? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I I thought you guys cut out for a split second. My bad. I mean, dude, they got to Alex Smith. They sacked him a couple times. Mariota sacked once. Really? That's all the pressure you can put on him, Chiefs, with your defense? Really? Seriously? I mean, come on, man. You got to give some credit to Tennessee on this. This isn't all the Chiefs just fucking laying the fuck down. This is something. Something's not... My team plays that way in the first half and comes out and plays that way in the second half. What the fuck happened? That's 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 what I'm getting at. Uh, dude, seriously, Andy Reid got out coached and the Chiefs just quit. No, I can't give credit to Titans. The Chiefs had it. The Chiefs had the offense, the Chiefs had the defense. They proved it in the first half. I don't know what the fuck happened. Nobody does. I mean, it's the a Chiefs cliche. were there and the Chiefs don't even know what happened. 
It's a cliche, but I mean, you'd rather be good in the fourth quarter than good in the first. There you go. There's a third cliche. I mean, seriously, because bingo. You know, nothing in the nothing in the first quarter. Twelve points in the fucking fourth. That's what won them the game. And their defense putting up two zeros in the second half. I mean, not letting them score shit. You don't get shit in the third. You don't get shit in the fourth. Later. Have a nice day. I mean, I, I, I don't know, dude. It, this is fucking... This is one of them head scratchers. Because Tennessee and Buffalo are two teams I wouldn't, I did not think were going to be in the playoffs. And I damn sure did not think Tennessee was going into the second round. I mean, we were talking about the Chiefs being, you know, possibly, you know, at the halfway point, we were talking about them possibly being, you know, going to the AFC championship game. Yeah, at one point, we did say that the AFC was going through the Chiefs. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, well, I mean, they came, they came out with fire and lightning, you know what I mean? They were just unstoppable. They were 5-0. and And they beat people like the Patriots. <laughs> At the time, you know, they beat the Giants, too. But, I mean, we didn't know the shit show that was happening there. But, I mean, they just came out and looked indestructible, dude. They were just, you know, killing everybody. But then, like I said before, the Chiefs lost, like, six straight at the end of the season. You know? So, what the hell happened in Kansas City? Because then then you're like, well, you know, they were slowing down. Maybe, you know, healing from injuries, getting ready for the playoffs. Okay, well, the playoffs were here, and you came out with all that thunder again, and then it just kind of looked like the epitome of your season. First half, bam, here we are. Second half, okay, it's time to go home. Yeah, but once again... And we left early to miss the traffic. Once again, dude, where was was the Chiefs running game? I mean... That's that's it. That's what I'm saying. Everything disappeared in the second half. The running game, the passing game, their defense, gone. I seriously think they went home early to miss the traffic. Kansas City traffic is horrible. I'm just saying. I've been there. Live there. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I used to work in New York. Well, I'm saying it's a far-fetched explanation, but tell me another one, man, because nobody knows what happened. Uh, it's there. There's some changes got to be made somewhere because that – were the Kansas City Chiefs the Hillary Clinton – of this year's NFL season, I mean, a team that they came out strong. I mean, they were being looked as a contender, I, and then, psh. yeah, I mean, because you can't really put it. Look, whatever happens with the fucking Eagles, you can't. The Eagles lost their quarterback. You're not really expecting them to fucking go all the way with Nick Foles. I, I you, you just, you're not, you're not. Okay, so you can't even say the Eagles. Maybe you can make a case for the Rams. Maybe. But, I mean, Chiefs, we were sitting here, and we were just like, God damn, they're dominating all fucking season. And then just, it's like they went in that locker room, and instead of getting a a rah-rah speech to pump them up, they all sat around watching My Little Pony and knitting. And then came out and fucking played like they just sat around watching My Little Pony and knitting. (laughs) Yes. On the sidelines with their iPads watching My Little Pony. And then, I, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It's NFL. Is it Microsoft Surface isn't that the official tablet? I think so. Everyone yeah. has to walk around carrying. Yeah, I, I, I that was uh, just game one game in a weekend full of disappointment for me. Where I was like, really? Okay. I mean, well, I mean, it ensures the Patriots are going to go to the championship game, right? Not I mean, 
I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, good, wonderful, great. It's going to come down to the Patriots and the Steelers again. That's where I'm looking. Yep. I'm hearing a whole, whole lot of that. You might be doing a podcast with a couple of those people. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, I mean, it's just, it kind of bummed me out because I felt like the Chiefs were like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Always kind of liked Andy Reid. Alex Smith, he's, I mean, okay, go out there and play out of your fucking skull, dude. And, I mean, it just, every time I see, every time I see Mariota do well, I'm just like. (sighs) Just trying to imagine him in that buccaneer red and black. Yeah, and I'm just like, uh, Captain Crableg, he ain't that bad, right? Right? Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Whatever you got to tell yourself, Rich. (laughs) more, More red and black from the NFC South. The Falcons putting it to the Rams. Now, see, here I'm not exactly shocked. No, you're not. I, I thought it would be closer. I thought the Rams would actually pull it out. But, again, I'm, I'm not completely like like the Chiefs. I'm like, what the fuck happened? No, I'm. I think experience won here. Oh, I do, too. Well, let's, can, we, can we just get this out of the way? There's no home field advantage in that playoff game. No. I mean, it. That stadium was not full. No nope. period. So I mean, you know, okay, Goff could have fucking you know had a couple more touchdowns. He had you know two hundred fifty nine yards. Gurley rushed for over a hundred yards. I mean, with the defense they've had, you'd think, but you'd be wrong that that you know, hey, a solid performance, blah blah blah. But I mean, that's that's what the Rams have been living on all year, hasn't it? Been their defense and. They give up 26 no. to the Falcons? No, they haven't been living on their defense. Jared Goff and, and Gurley and that offense have been killing it, putting up, you know, 30-plus. Yeah, but we're talking about, I mean, you know, they've held fucking teams to what? Wasn't it, wasn't it the Cowboys? Did they even get 10 points? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to remember fucking... Yeah, when they played the Cowboys, not, 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 not the Cowboys. Excuse me, fucking uh, Colts. Well, I mean, it is the Colts. There you go. Whatever. I'm gonna shut up. I, whatever. <laughs> fucking. <sighs> no, I mean, I know. Look, I know they have. They have the Seahawks to ten. They shut out the Cardinals. Texans. That's the game I'm thinking of. The Texans Cardinals to game. seven. Vikings to seven. Seahawks to seven. Cowboys. Well, Vikings. Vikings. Beat him twenty four to seven, Chris. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you got that reverse, Chris. Oh wait, no, yeah, you're right. Whoops, my bad. It's late in the show. It's late in the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, check it out. The Rams' defense is, is stellar, no doubt about it. Rich, you called that way back before this season ever started. But I mean, here when you're looking at these scores, though, take a look at what the offense did on that game: thirty five on on the Cowboys, forty one on the Forty ers but they still, it was 39-41, so... Yeah, they had 478 points for. 46 points on the Colts. 24-10 to 10 against the Packers. Packers beat them. So, I mean... They put up... Maybe I'm just under the delusion that fucking offense okay. is at a premium in the playoffs, so it's up to your defense to hold the fucking other team to your offense, because you're not going to fucking go out there and hang 51 on them like they did the Giants. I mean, well, it's here's, just, here's that literally thing. happens in the playoffs. Teams are too uh, evenly matched. A Carson Wentz led Eagles 
beat the Rams, but it was 43-35, to okay? And then the very next week, they go to Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks 42-7. to So I'm saying... It, it, I, that was a perfectly balanced team this whole year. The eleven and six record was a perfectly balanced, or, or it was yeah, eleven and six. Then five. Okay. I'm just, I'm just. What, what I'm getting at is that, to me, I expected the Rams' defense to step up. They were, t- there was, you know, not just talk in, you know, the beginning of the season, you know, first couple weeks, whatever, when they when they blanked the Cardinals, etc. But I mean, there was talk that this this Rams' defense is. You know, it's a tough defense, blah, blah, blah. There was even the word dirty thrown around a few times, which to me, when I hear a defense is dirty, that means they're good. That's the only, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you basically pour haterade on fucking a defense who's, who's good. You call them dirty. Okay, well, whatever. I'm dirty, but who's winning? That's all the fucking matters. That's, and I thought they would step up in the, in this game and they fucking didn't. And I'm sorry. I just, I'm not, I'm not buying the fucking, I'm not buying the Falcons are going back this year, all this shit, you know, this, the, the hype train, Matty Ice and all this garbage. I don't think he's all that great. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. And I just, I, once again, it wasn't what Chris said. These guys just experienced one out. Hey, look, we've been here before. We can keep our composure. And the Rams are just like, that haven't been here in a well a long time. Some of them never have. Right, you got I a second-year quarterback on the Rams going. Oh wait, we still got to play. What do you I, mean? I'm just, What's the postseason? We're, we're going to go on an offense. What happens? Just very disappointed in their in their performance overall. I, I mean, that, that's just all I can say. I mean, it, it to me that was a team that. If they'd have lost and they'd have lost by three, I could take that better than losing by thirteen. It's just, I don't know. To me, that's the biggest. That's the biggest shocker is is by how much they lost by. Because I mean, what is what is it? The average football, the average regular season game is decided by like what five points or or, or, or less, and in play in the playoffs, it's it's like three points. I mean, you get to the playoffs, it's the best of the best. Very rarely are you going to have. You know, fucking blowouts, and I mean this. Yeah, it's not a blowout, but in the postseason, it's, might as well be. It was a two-score game. Might as well be in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. So I don't know. Just thank you, Rams. You let me down, dicks. Pre- appreciate it. Like I said, so glad I didn't put no money on that game. Well, hey, you bring up the competitive games. Those were Sunday. Yeah, I know, right? Those were oh, the, they were Sunday. Fucking Jacksonville, huh? Going to the second round, going to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Speaking of somebody who ain't been there in a minute, who saw that coming? I did. No, that's uh, I've been saying that all week. Been yeah. saying that to fucking saying that since Sunday. Well, not all week, but Sunday. Went to work. We was talking about it with some people, and I was like, "Yeah, I got a buddy. He's he's been singing their praises since last season." He said, "If they can get it to all come together." Don't sleep on Jacksonville. And they got it to all come together this season. Yeah, I mean, right but, coach, right players, right time. I tell you what, boy. <clears throat> but we also, I mean, come on now. Bills, really? Yeah. I mean, we knew you were going to lose, but really? You couldn't even you couldn't even get it in the end zone? I know, right? That, how Lion-esque of you. I was the say, they, are, they, are, they were the Lions of this year's playoffs. Teams that Does, had no expectations and did what they were supposed to. Am, am, am I the only one that feels bad for Nathan Peterman? Yes. 
<laughs> He's played in two NFL games. The first one, he threw five interceptions. The second one he played in was a, a playoff game. He throws a pass, boom, intercepted. <laughs> Welcome to the practice squad. <laughs> Welcome to the retirement home, dude. You're done. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that year getting an NFL paycheck. Nathan well, Peterman know- went one for three. One for three. 14 yards and an interception. So he completed one, he incompleted one, and he completed one to the wrong team. He got the trifecta. <laughs> All right. I, this is what has me going, damn. You know, it's already being reported that Tyrod Taylor's basically on the trading block. Tyrod Taylor is on the fucking medical bed, dude. Did you guys see that hit? Oh, yeah. Good oh, yeah. night. But, I mean, I it, really? That's... I don't know. If I'm a fan of the Bills, I, I can't be like too excited. Like, well, we'll be back next year. Yeah. Really? I, Please that's, don't. Please don't. You know what? <laughs> Keep setting yourselves on fire and jumping through tables. Okay, that's 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 about the most excitement in a Bills game. Now you know why last week. If you're if you listen to last week's episode, now you know why last week we were saying when the Bills got into the playoffs and the fans went nuts. Because that's their that super, their super right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More I, the, and, another lion-esque trait. Well, what the fuck? Okay, here's the thing. You get to the playoffs for the first time in fucking forever in a day. Now you want to trade your fucking starting quarterback. Jim Kelly ain't walking through that fucking door. But yeah, right? but he might at the same time, though. Because Kirk Cousins needs a place to go. Kirk Cousins would fit very well in Buffalo. Well, the other thing is, what the fuck are you doing in the fourth quarter, one yard line, and passing? Did we not? Did, did no one on the Bills staff see that fucking New England Seattle Super Bowl? You have Shady McCoy. Give him the ball. You tell me you don't have the fucking confidence that he can get one yard for you? Really? What does that fucking say? That's what I don't understand. Well, everybody's expecting a run, so we're going to throw it. No, they were expecting you to throw it. That's why they picked it. Dumbass. I mean, I get that it's a pass-first league now. The 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 rumble-tumble days of three yards and a cloud of dust and all that shit has, has came and went. But God damn. They got to get Shady McCoy out of Buffalo, man. He's got to go somewhere. He's being wasted in Buffalo. I mean, dude. To not give him at least one opportunity at that end zone. What are you doing? Maybe, I mean, maybe this will be his excuse in the offseason. Be like, get me the fuck out of here. Very, very well, might be, man. And I mean, it, it, can you blame him? No. Yeah, Gee, I wonder if there's any NFL teams looking for a decent running back. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Ford I, I want to know. <laughs> looking at you. I want to know. I want to know if McCoy called up fucking beast mode and was like, "So, uh, how'd you go about filing your retirement papers and coming back a year later?" <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That way, I can get out of this bullshit team. Because it's the only way. I that's how I'd feel if I were him. I mean, seriously, I'm here. Put me in. No, okay. John Fogarty, put me in, coach. Later. I'm ready to play. Later, dicks. And I mean, as as much as. As we've sang the praises of Jacksonville, I mean, really, 10 points? Yeah, no, right. Well, like, Slow down, guys. There's a speed limit. Are you saving them up for the next game? Because it doesn't work that way. It's not like minutes. It doesn't carry over to the yeah, next we'll, one. We'll, we'll get to that in the picks. 
<laughs> I do want to revisit real quick the Tyrod Taylor hit. If you if you had seen that, Chris, you got to take a look. That man instantly had a concussion. Instantly, his head hit the damn turf so hard he lost the ball, went to find it, and was like, "Oh fucking, I'm on the ground." <laughs> you could dude, see that got, with his hands. Dude, he got hit so hard they set him up and said, "Where are you at?" And he said. These hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, he's got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he went to his coach and was like, I'm Batman. Okay, go to the tunnel. He's in the tunnel. <laughs> to the Batcave. No, it's the tunnel. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, look. Look, okay, they won the game. Congratulations. But, Blake, Bortles, bro, you, you didn't even crack 100 yards through the air. Seriously? I mean, he had 88 rushing yards. Yeah, he had 88 rushing yards. He outrushed Leonard Fournette. What are you bitching? I, <laughs> dude, it's not just me. Like, I, I, like, okay, the Bills get to the playoffs for the first time in forever, and they're starting quarterbacks on the trading block. Monday morning, I turn on fucking sports talk, and they're like, Jacksonville Jaguars win. Boy, they need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, yeah. To both of them going, yeah, that's, yeah. That's. <laughs> they have what? a dual threat quarterback with Blake Bortles. Come on. Oh, He's yeah. He's got more passing yards than he does passing yards. Whatever. He can outrun <laughs> how he throws. Come on. Well, he's thinking of rushing yes. quarterbacks. One that uh, didn't uh, do his thing Sunday, Cam Newton. Oh, no, he did his thing. No, no, he has done his thing. Moratorium on Cam Newton. Right now. Mark it. Mark the tape. Calling it right now for next season. Fuck you. So mad at that man. Why, your Put money? Up, shut up, Cam. That's what you said. Your money in this game? <laughs> no, uh-uh. No, no. I just, I thought he was actually maturing and, and manning up, if you will. And he came out and he's, it's time to put up or shut up. Going to playoffs, going to put up or shut up. Da, 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 da. Well, and then he went out there through just horribly, horribly. Yeah, good for you. You got 349 yards and two touchdowns. You completed half of your passes, Cam. Half. Half. I want half your shit. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, I, I want half your shit, Yana. And your performance on the field, whatever. Great. It was great. You got 26 points. Good for you. Your defense let you down, sir. Okay. Now, you lost the game. You're supposed to come out. And shut the fuck up. That's not what you did. Your petty ass has to come out and call out the rest of your team and say that you th- felt that they were just good enough to, or they they felt just it was okay just to get to the playoffs. You don't do that. Now I'm not going to sit there and and talk bad about LeBron James for doing it and give you a free pass because you're a fucking NFL player. You don't call out your team in public. If you've got something to say to your team, take your black ass to the fucking back, sit in that locker room. If he was white, I would have said his white ass. Don't go there. And sit in that locker room and go, motherfuckers, let me down. It's not good enough just to get to the playoffs. We were supposed to go all the way. That's where you do it. You don't come out to the fucking microphone and blast your team in public. You don't do that. It's true. You, you could have said any. You could have said anything else. You know, I, the refs were shit. I mean, you know, is he looking so to get? I, I, I had an off day. 
he's there's either two things he's trying to do with that statement. He's either trying to get himself traded or he's trying to get uh somebody brought there because he's got nobody he's got nobody to throw it to really and he's got broke down ass Jonathan Stewart to hand it off to. He doesn't have any weapons. Dude, I'm going to have to say he's trying to get traded because you don't go out and say some shit like that because no, you I'm, want somebody brought there. I'm absolutely with you as far as he's trying to get traded. Like I said, the the the, the, the drum I've heard being beat over and over again about him since that game is Carolina's wasting his prime years. And I'm just like, oh, okay, good. Get him out of the NFC South. I have no problems with yeah. that. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Rich is packing his bags for him. Anything else, Mr. Newton? Yeah, <laughs> Skycap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hail you a taxi. Hold on. You're right. You don't even have to tip this motherfucker. He'll help. Yeah, I, I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but why are we doing all the talking about the Carolina Panthers? Because, about- because I, honestly, okay, look, I understand. Just on this subject, I get it, man. He's not supposed to come out and blast his team. All right, but you pass for 300, almost 350 yards. You kind of fucking expect, like, you know, oh, I don't know, maybe fucking someone else to make a play. Yeah. And, I mean, it, this goes back to what you said. Dude, third leg Greg Olson is his fucking leading receiver in this game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're telling me Devin Funches is getting you to the Super Bowl? The answer That's is no. I'm, yeah, I mean. Devin Funches was hurt a couple of times during this game. I, it's just, it's like, okay, come on, man. Seriously? I get it. But at the same time, I understand his frustration. However, I've said this for third season, or for three seasons, NFL seasons with him. He can't win gracefully. He can't lose gracefully. He's just not a graceful person. He is not a person to not shoot his mouth off and dig a hole for himself. And... I can guarantee you he's not endearing himself to that locker room, and he definitely ain't endearing himself to the fans. All right, I guarantee Cam, you that. Cam, I'm going to sympathize with you. I'm going to agree with you fullheartedly. You need a trade, sir. Your talents are being wasted in Carolina. No doubt. Pack your bags. I'm making the trade official here on Sporgy, here and now. <laughs> your ass is going to Cleveland, and you're going to be part of the Cavaliers. You're going to meet up with your new team. You're going to meet with your new teammate LeBron. Go play for the Jets. No, you're going to meet with your new teammate LeBron, and you two can sit and argue and talk all the shit you want about who's better and whose fault it is that you lost. Go ahead. LeBron's got more titles. (laughs) Yeah, but here's the other thing, and this is one of the reasons we're talking about the Panthers. They fucking cleaned house after that loss. They did. Oh, they did. Oh, they sure did. Offensive coordinator gone, defensive coordinator gone. Rivera was like, the he was like Willie Mays and fucking. It's it's definitely the major league episode of Sporty here, folks. <laughs> he was like Willie Mays and him major league looking at the locker for the red tag and shit. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Shula, bye, Dorsey, bye. Have a good one. And they're talking to Norv Turner, really, Norv Turner. Good old Norv Turner. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Norv Turner. Uh, you Ron, know, I, Ron Rivera came out and said he didn't expect any changes to his staff. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> and, and then the offensive and defensive coordinators were like, see you later. What? And, a G- to, and, and, and to, to, to use a phrase you use all the time, the GM was like, hold my beer. 
<laughs> you weren't expecting it. Surprise. <laughs> but I mean, for as as I, I mean, look. You look at Drew Brees' stats. You look at fucking three seventy six, two TDs. I mean, that's all right. That's hold my beer stats. As, you know, we, we see you, old man. Yeah. We ain't done yet. <laughs> I, I'm going to concede. Uh, the, the Drew Brees has a, another level. When he gets in the playoffs, when he gets in the postseason, he still has it. Yeah, Michael Thomas eight times for 131 yards. Yeah, and I'd like to say thank you, Michael Thomas, for not doing that during the regular season. I know, man. I was a fellow on my Michael, fantasy football team. As a fellow Michael Thomas owner. <laughs> God damn, motherfucker, could you just be consistent? That's mighty Caucasian of you not to do that all yeah. year until the playoffs when it doesn't matter for me. Okay, I, I, I do want to point out, however, that uh, Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr.? <laughs> yes, whatever. Four receptions, 115 yards, one TD. Why is that important? Because he came from Carolina. Yes, it is super important. Like, yeah, I, remember, like, like I remember when I, was like, ah. when I was a kid, like, you didn't trade within the division. Apparently, now that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, that's, that's it was always, it was always a desperation trade if you traded in the division. Like, when, uh, Tigers traded away, uh, what's his face? Cause he was rumored to be fucking Prince Fielder's wife. Oh, uh, Evacel Garcia. Thank you. Yeah, when they traded him to, uh, Chicago. That was like, you know, okay, whoever will take this guy, we just, we can't have this. Get him out. <laughs> yeah. But, man, fuck Ted Ginn Jr., Buckeye motherfucker. <laughs> well, his goof, the thing? His goofy-ass haircut. It, the Saints won. Like a bonsai tree, a retard cut. Get the fuck out of here. Right. The Saints won, and Kamara and Ingram combined didn't have over 50 yards rushing. They didn't need to. Apparently not. But if you would have <laughs> said that before this game started, everybody and their grandmother would have picked Carolina. Dude, I Drew Brees came out and was like, I, he must have heard all that old man talk and been like, no, no, you can keep that rocking chair for a little bit longer. Seriously, he needs to come out to that fucking George Jones song, you can keep your rocking chair. That's what he needs to come out to. <laughs> the, I mean, I, I, like, he did the video with George Jones, right? <laughs> no, yeah, uh, George Foreman. Foreman, that. George Foreman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George Foreman did the video. But Drew Brees was like, hey, Tom, check this out. I mean, seriously, I that was good call for you, Chris, because I yeah. didn't, I didn't see it happening. I honestly thought Cam Newton was just going to muscle and pass. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't picking the Panthers to go to Super Bowl, but so I thought they were going to muscle pass, you know, St. Louis or New Orleans. That that defense, man, it, it isn't. I mean, it it's still not Bounty Gate era defense, but it's been pretty fucking. I mean, it's. It's won them some games this year. Dude, I, you remember how we were talking about Kansas City? Did they lose the game? Yes, they did. I think Carolina lost this game because their stat, the the yards through the air were about the same with Newton and Breeze. But, uh, no, I, I think the Panthers lost this game. All right. Well, let's just move on to the, this week, and we can just keep talking more shit. Uh, so, moving on to the wild card round into the divisional round uh i mean this is where it's interesting yeah well i mean let's you know i'm three and two you guys went to two and three yeah Damn it. yeah so that means you get to pick the order oh 
Oh, reset to the playoffs, huh? Uh-oh. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? Just leave it how it's been. <laughs> it ain't broke. <laughs> Don't fix it. All right. So, first up. Damn it. Falcons at the Eagles. Saturday the best, game. Best fucking game of the weekend is early in the Saturday. I'm going to miss it. Yep. And thanks for coming out, Eagles. I, I talked about experience. I, uh, I just, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not believing in Nick Foles. Julio Jones is heated up at the right time. I know. Once again, Rich. Hey, th- thanks a lot, Julio. <laughs> thanks for showing up the last, you know, month. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they go back to the dance, but they're getting past this game. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons are living a charmed life right now. They're like, whew. Yeah, thank thank you because this is just. I, can it be an easier road to the NFC Championship game? I mean, seriously, because Carson Wentz is there. No way I'm picking him. No way I'm picking him. Correct. But it ain't happening with Nick Foles. Sorry, I just I don't I, prove me wrong. Please prove my prove me wrong. Knock that fucking team out of the playoffs. But I just don't think it's going to happen. So give me the Falcons. Mm. Here comes the pain train. <laughs> <laughs> Train's back. Mm. Mm. Nope. I'm picking the Eagles. Lone wolf in it. Here comes a pain train from Philadelphia. <laughs> That's it. It's coming through. Uh, here, here's the thing. The Falcons play in a dome. The Falcons are not used to the cold weather. Eagles are. And they're playing at the Eagles Stadium, where it's going to be fucking frozen. I just... You had... I'm not going to say a hard time, but it was a hard time beating the Rams. I think the Eagles are very similar to the Rams in many, many aspects. Defense, offense... Especially now that Carson Wentz is down and he got Foles. I'm going to compare Foles to golf. I, I just, I don't see him getting lucky twice. I, I think experience carried him through that game and, and got him past the hype. But it was nice, sunny, great day for football out on the West Coast. That's not what you're going to get when you get outside in the Eagle Stadium. And believe you me, that stadium will be packed oh yeah if they do if Falcons do win that's going to show me a whole lot about the Falcons team this year a whole lot I I just I don't think they have it because the the Eagles won not just because of Carson Wentz they won because of the defense the running game the coaching there's more aspects than just Carson Wentz so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. I'm not abandoning ship just because they lost their quarterback. To me, the Eagles are not the Packers. All right, we'll see, man. Next up, eight o'clock game. Hit the butt fuck of the week. <laughs> Titans heading to Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. This is gonna be ugly. Give me the Patriots. Yeah, I, I, here's the one thing I, I'm gonna say. 
all the shit in that article, this all is, the shit we talked during that subject, this bull long, board material. As long as you have Brady and Belichick on the same team, I think they they might not be they might not be the whole band might not be there next year, but they're there this year, and I think they can put their fucking differences aside for a few games and win another title. So, yeah. Give me the pats. Was it Kraft? Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Who's responsible for the dynasty? All these and more questions to be answered after they win yet another championship. Oh, shit. That, I'm not shot. Saying, Babe Ruth. I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win. I'm telling you the mentality of them. Oh, no. I, I'm right there with you. I, I they will put a hundred and ten percent of this aside. We'll pick it up as soon as the game ends. Tom Brady get on the podium and talk all about it. You know what? However, hold, on, hold on one sec. Let me just say this. Here's tinfoil hat time. Maybe, maybe this is all orchestrated by Bill Belichick. The whole thing. This guy's coming in. He's going to do an article on us. Tell them all this shit just so they have that chip on their shoulder because the Patriots always play best with a chip on their shoulder. That's so true. Oh. That's so true. You take my draft picks, Super Bowl. You bench my starting quarterback for four games, Super Bowl. Talk all that shit. Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If that's the case, and we've all been hoodwinked, then Belichick goes down... We, Next war we have five-star general Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Bill, what are we gonna do? Well, I don't know. We're gonna take it out. We're gonna throw it out. We're gonna win Bill, can you speak up? No. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, what's your We're favorite fight- war? The next one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> We're fighting the Germans. <laughs> Bill, that was years ago. Well, we'll fight them again. <laughs> All right, Sunday games, one o'clock game. The runner-up for buttfuck of the week. No, no, it's not. But okay, Jaguars. Oh, oh, oh. Jaguars heading to th- uh, where the fuck? Th- oh, Heinz Field. I was gonna say Three Rivers. Like, hey, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's right next to it, though. Uh, playing the Steelers. Big uh, Ben playing catcher. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, uh, sorry. I think the Steelers have a way better offense. I, th- <clears throat> I think again. I mean. What's crazy is look at your possible Final Four quarterbacks in this Super Bowl: Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Brees. I mean, what would their average age be? It's thirty something, right? I mean, uh, wisdom or wisdom, age is experience is going to win out here. You have plus you have two of the best position players in the league. You have Antonio Brown. You have Le'Veon Bell. Fuck your defense, Jacksonville. I mean, I think you've shown when you've played, like, decent people, it's flip a coin. You might win, you might not. Steelers are at home. Give me the plus two, you know, Ben's had that chip on his shoulder all season. And I think that's, they got the same record as the Patriots. Give me Steelers. Yeah, this, this, is, this is, ever since that week, I can't remember if it was week four or five, he said. Oh, this doesn't count anymore. Yeah, maybe I just don't have it anymore. I think he's proven that that was just pure 
deadpan sarcasm. And a lot of people took it as at face value and they shouldn't have. So, yeah, I... Bortles ain't rushing for more yards than he's passing yeah. for, and he ain't passing for many yards this fucking game anyways. So give me the Steelers. That's the thing, too. They got Fournette, but who is he throwing to? All his receivers are hurt down there in Jacksonville, Fred Durst Lane. No, Hearns is back. Lee is back. Yeah, but what's his nuts ain't back? Robinson. Right. Oh, Shaq Hennessy's back. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. He's on it. Just saying he's on the team. Anyways. It was week five, Rich. Okay. They were at Heinz Field. And Blake Bortles threw eight for 14 for 95 yards and one interception. Okay? Eight for 14, 95 yards, one interception. The Jaguars won 30-9 to over Pittsburgh in Heinz Field. Now, Ben Roethlisberger threw 33 for 55 with 312 yards, no touchdowns, and five interceptions. Same game. Everybody in the playoffs, for whatever reason, has a different gear. Does Ben have a different gear? Can he shift to it? I don't know. This one is a must-watch on Sunday. It's going to be close. Defense wins championships, and I think Jaguars have a better defense. Steelers have a high-powered, clicking offense. They were ready for it once. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to dance with who brought me. Give me the Jags. Wow. All right. I got to dance with who brought me. I've I've played them up before this season ever started. They haven't proven me wrong yet. They've made it past the first round. He's a man of principle, I, I, ladies and out. gentlemen. I'll see him out. If 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 Steelers hit that gear and, and take it to overdrive and, and stomp them, then I'm wrong. But I'm going to dance with who, who brought me. And that's the Jags in this case. All right. Uh, next up, uh, the afternoon game, 4 o'clock game. Saints at the Vikings. Sorry, Vikings, you're gonna lose at home. I just we're back to I'm a better I'm a bigger believer in your offense. Plus two, I mean de- this is gonna be a good defense against a uh, versus a good defense, and I like the Saints' offensive weapons better. You got the if if Kamara and Ingram aren't tag teaming you on the ground, you got Michael Thomas and Ginn in the air. So, yeah. Sorry, Minnesota. Thanks for playing. Give me the Saints. Oh, God. This is this one's a rough one for me. I'm not even going to give a big, long answer, and I'm just going to fucking throw caution to the wind. Give me the Vikings. 
I'll give a half-long answer. I hate Sean Payton. I hate the way he looks like an old woman. <laughs> Dude, he needs, seriously, he needs spectacles with the little dangly things on the side. That little, mm, with the mouth, and mm, I can't, ugh, I can't even stand it. I've never heard that accusation leveled at him before. I, I just you, fucking so. hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Anyways, Latavius Murray. Nah. Yeah, Drew Brees. You, you had a second gear. You, you did it. You hit it. And and you overcame the Panthers' defense. So happy for you. You did it, Ooh. you hit it, and you made the Panthers sleep in a wet spot. That's it. Good for you. Purple Rain, give me the Vikes. Man, I'm just... I guess I'm lone wolf on this one. Just Vikings are in backup everything. Exactly, and they've been to back up everything all season long and kicking everybody's ass. That's what I'm saying. At a certain point, I can't keep dismissing the fact that even if they don't have all their starters... They went 13-3. and three. Seriously. I mean, I just can't keep fucking going, oh, well, they're not for real. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, there's got to be something to them. 13-3. and three. I, don't give a f- I don't give a fuck how easy your schedule is. 13-3 and three is not an easy accomplishment I, in today's NFL. Looking at their schedule, they didn't have an easy schedule. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's why I'm saying that. So Packers, eh, Bengals, eh, Panthers, Falcons, Lions, eh, Rams, Redskins, eh, Browns, Ravens, Packers, Packers Bears, Bears, Lions, Lions Buccaneers, Steelers, Saints. They stomped the shit out of the Saints. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. No, they're playing the Saints two games in a row. This is their last game of the season. No, I will say this. I think Sean Payton is a good enough head coach to where if he saw any weakness, he's going to be able to exploit it, at least in game planning. Now, if they can execute the game plan, it's a different story. And if the Vikings are dumb enough to go out there with the same game plan they played them with the last time, I mean, it does happen. I, I've, I, the, the one game that comes to mind is, you know, my beloved Bucks. Played the fucking Eagles in the regular season, the year they won the Super Bowl, and they lost in Philly. And Sapp went up to Gruden and said, I'm tired of losing these fucking guys. And Gruden said, I got them. I got their blitzes. I got how they fucking run their offense. If we see them again, they're ours. And the Eagles got cocky and didn't make enough adjustments to their game. And the Bucks did exactly what the fuck Gruden said they were going to do. So, I, I, to me, I just think the Vikings 13-3... and three, that's not an accident. That's not a fluke. I, I, I can't dismiss them anymore. That don't mean if I think they go to the Super Bowl against Patriots, they're winning. That ain't happening, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. So next week we'll be pre... Already next week we'll be previewing the fucking... The title games. The fucking... If, the, 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 the conference. It, yeah. The con- if we come in here next week and it's Eagles, Titans, Jags, and Saints, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's like the world. It's like this scene from Ghostbusters. Dogs and cats getting along. You know, it's just... <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. Massesteria. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good note to go out on. Hit us up on Twitter at Sporty Podcast. If you, you know, want to agree with us or disagree with us or whatever you want, you can email the show, sportyacristopermedia.net. Make sure you like it and share it on the Facebook. And we will catch you next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.